Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining us right here on Off The Script. This is your AEW Dynamite Post Show for November 30th, 2022. I'm your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining us on your Wednesday evenings, wherever you may be. Jesse, it's the 25 days till Christmas, bro. We got 25 more days till Santa Claus, bro. How you feeling? Good, bro. Good, 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 man. What is Can't Santa wait. getting you this year, bro? What'd you ask Santa for this year? Being that we're, uh, what are we, three weeks away? Um, I'm just looking for some good wrestling, man. Oh, yeah? Good wrestling, yeah. man. Well, I, normally, we get that on Friday. No, we get that on Wednesday. You know, you know what night we don't get that, bro? On Thursday. Because no, nobody's watching Impact, man. Uh, you give me a break. Come on. You guys know that's the truth. Well, tell me what I'm telling lies, man. Hey, hey man. Maybe maybe we're missing something. Maybe, maybe I should cover Impact, man. Maybe. Maybe maybe. maybe you'll steal maybe two of my fans. You, maybe. You, you kid, I was I was uh talking to someone about doing it, man. Tonight. Well, look at you. Uh, you you're gonna skip this show to cover impact. Well, I'm not gonna miss the show for impact, but oh, okay. I mean it'd be an additional thing to cover. There you go. Listen, man, more revenue. It, it felt like that. at one point I was watching dark tonight anyway. Really? I was about to I was about to ask you, bro. Speaking of uh of good pro wrestling, I thought tonight's show was good. It wasn't great or like it wasn't like a nine out of ten or anything, but I, I thought uh, you know, obviously with the MJF situation, that was enough to carry the load and then that great match again in the main event with the Death Triangle and the Elite. And then uh AR Fox had an impressive showing tonight against Samoa Joe. And we got that Moxley Hangman Page situation. I thought it was a thumbs up show. No, it was a good show. Don't get me wrong. It was a good show. But when I'm looking at, you know, Davari out there and Ethan Page and then Matt Hardy out there and the feud over the twist of fate. And all now, that now listen, before we even get into the review, someone saw, there was a couple of fucking, I don't I don't even want to say it. There was a couple of fucking lame-ass podcasters on social media claiming that this Matt Hardy and Firm thing on Dark, bro, is one of the best storylines that's currently not on television, Ronnie. Can you elaborate on what's going on there? Well, that's it's the absolute truth. Really? Okay. Because it is the only storyline on Dark. Oh. But what is it about, though? Why, why are people so in love with this? People like this? Yes. It, apparently, so you know how the most protected move on Dynamite is the one-winged angel? Yes. Kenny Omega's finisher. It's traveled the world. It's put down the best of the best. Well, on Dark, the big storyline is the fight over the twist of fate. They're arguing over who owns the twist of fate? Well, apparently Ethan Page has the rights to Matt Hardy and have banned him from using the twist of fate 
and Matt Hardy defiantly keeps using it. Uh, you know, I heard enough. Uh, I, I, I heard enough. Thank you. I mean, I mean, just based on what Jesse says and then seeing who has said that on social media, I get why. I mean, holy shit, man. Does nobody have any, any fucking care for good television? I, I don't know. This is why I don't watch dark, people. This is why I don't watch dark. I got this guy to cover dark to fill me in on the weeks, which is every week, of why I don't watch. Same man, thing with Rampage. It's so rough, bro. So but tonight... Technically- Technically, they are right. It is the best storyline on Dark because it is, it is the only one. There you go. Not even not even exaggerating that. It is literally the only ongoing storyline on Dark. 100%. Wow, man. I wonder how long it took them to come up with that storyline. The twist of fucking fate, man. It's my, fate. Me- it's my fate to never watch Dark, ever. You want to see me depressed? Watch me having to cover that shit. There you but- go. The fun part is we don't really watch it too much because we are busy doing the raffle. There you go. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But what we didn't miss tonight was AEW Dynamite. I thought tonight was a very good show. Uh, Not the best show by AEW standards, but very good in terms of building. And I guess we'll start at the top and we'll get into what exactly uh, MJF did and what MJF said. But Jesse, MJF... AEW State of the Union address here as the AEW World Champion for the very first time. I, I've you, you've been sitting here, bro, for a very long time with me, and I've been saying it, and, and you have uh, concrete evidence of me saying this. When MJF wins that World Championship, which he did at Full Gear, that following week when he is the World Champion and cuts that first promo, it is going to be something that we will be talking about for weeks and weeks and weeks to come, and that's exactly what MJF did tonight. He unveiled a. A new Burberry championship. So he calls it the Triple B. We have a custom-made AEW World Championship for MJF, which is absolutely brilliant. And number two, William Regal, who helped him win the World Championship. MJF, Jesse, we have both wanted MJF to go back to the old MJF. Man, he is on his way there, plus some back to the old MJF that we all fucking love, that goddamn Long Island prick. Tonight's segment was great, bro, and it kicked off, in my honest opinion. He's already alluded to it. He's been alluding to it. Now he's the world champion, and this is is exactly where it's going to go. This is going to be the biggest storyline in AEW history. When he takes that world championship into, quote-unquote, contract negotiations and the bidding war of 2024, uh, this was tremendous shit by MJF. This was, this was incredible stuff. It was. It was. Um, it was back to... MJF formed, you know, the way we wanted him. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, I could pick this segment apart with how they did with what they did with with Regal, but at the end of the day, we got the MJF that we wanted. Yeah, I'm sure for whatever logistical reasons that exist, um, Regal's not going to be on TV for those reasons. Um, whatever they might be, that sucks. And we will know. talk about Regal. We'll talk about the news about William Regal as. Uh... There's conflicting reports about what he's doing and where he's going to be. Is he going back to Hunter? Is he going uh, to stay with AEW? We don't know yet. Yeah, it, it, it sucks. I mean, in a perfect world, we would get to keep him on TV, but it it seems like this is the reason why there's, you know, why the, 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 the BCC is, you know, crumbling apart and everything else. It looks like, you know, I mean... It maybe is what it is. You know, maybe he has to take a step away. Maybe he has to do some things. I'm not sure, but it sucks because we, we need Regal on TV. 
Um, but at the same time, I mean, if it's gonna help MJF get over it, it, it get even more over as a fucking asshole, then I'll take it. You know, it's good shit. Yeah, uh, we're gonna talk about that uh, in, in just a little bit about what he did and what he said and how it all led up to what MJF did and the heinous a- act of attacking William Regal in the back of the head. Also, Jesse, we got a dynamite diamond ring battle royal. Seemingly, it looks like we get one of these a year. MJF is still the holder. He's still in possession of the Dynamite Diamond Ring. He will not be competing in this battle royal next week. And there are a list of competitors in this thing. And Ricky Starks is one of them. And we will go over that as well because it doesn't really make much sense for anybody but Ricky Starks to to win this battle royal. I mean, just based on the ruling of what Tony Khan laid out with the winner of the battle royal getting a shot at wrestling MJF for the Dynamite Diamond Ring. Jesse, we already talked about, you know, the winner of this World Title Eliminator tournament that Ricky Starks won where he's inevitably going to lose. He won a tournament to lose to MJF because MJF is not losing ever. And now he's seemingly doing it with the Dynamite Diamond Ring. Why would he have anybody else win that battle royal ultimately to just suffer a loss. He might as well just give it to Ricky Starks and have him wrestle for both the Dynamite Diamond Ring and the world title in the same match. Do you, do you, do you, you know, understand that? And do you get why I feel like Ricky Starks needs to win this thing next week? No, um, I feel like there could be another logical winner to the Battle Royal um, that would make the Battle Royal a lot more interesting. And who would that be? That would be the American Dragon. You want to what see he, you you want to see Brian Danielson win a battle royal to wrestle for a dynamite diamond ring. He doesn't care about the battle royal. He doesn't care about the diamond ring. He wants the opportunity to get in the ring with MJF to get back at what he did to Regal. So he's gonna come back, insert himself into that fucking rumble, and get himself into a match with MJF. So Brian Danielson needs to win a battle royal to get to MJF. He's Brian Danielson. Why doesn't he just go ask Tony Khan for a one-on-one match after what he did to William Regal? Well, I mean, are we just going to jump over all kayfabe? He needs a way to get to MJF. MJF just said he doesn't want to fucking fight unless he wants to fucking fight once in the fucking blue moon. All right, you may have a point. You you may have a point. You may have a point. You know, I could could see that. You know, he can come um, out. And, at, and attack MJF all he wants, and if he shows up that week and everything. But if he wants a guaranteed time in the ring to kick his ass, you got to earn it. The fastest path right now is winning that Rumble. I could see that. You do make a good point on that. We'll uh, we'll uh, cross that bridge when we get there next week. But that was also announced tonight. Uh, Brian Danielson, speaking of which, he had a great match with Dax Harwood tonight. Dax is really uh, he's uh, getting those last-minute ballots in there for uh, possible wrestler of the year. If he's not on your list, at least for consideration, you're doing something fucking wrong. A tremendous match there with Dax and Brian, really expecting uh, a hard-hitting match, and that's exactly what we got. Samoa Joe and A.R. Fox making his official AEW Dynamite debut, being that Tony Khan did today announce him as All Elite. He had a great showing against Samoa Joe. We got... A nice little uh, little vignette of Will Hobbs documenting the book of Hobbs and who Will Hobbs is. I think that's a great start to getting him back on television and really getting fans behind him. We'll talk about that. And there was a lot to go on. There was a lot to go on this show in two A.R. hours. Fox and then we got the getting, elite. A.R. Fox is getting online backlash. For what? For being there. For being on Dynamite. Why are guys like 
A.R. Fox and Ari Davari on TV and guys like Miro are not. Listen, man, Miro, listen, man. Miro we, we, is also trending. I mean, uh, people are really pissed that we're getting these. We're getting Jeff Jarrett on Friday, A.R. Fox on Wednesday. But all we want is Miro. Listen, uh, you're going to get me started because that was definitely in one of the things I put in my in my uh, th- list of things to talk about. Jeff Jarrett is wrestling on Dark, uh, not Dark, Rampage. Might as well fucking be Dark. Same thing. Ra- Rampage. Yeah, it's the same thing. Wrestling on Why is Jeff Jarrett on Rampage? I, I, I don't get Why is he? This is his third match in AEW. Why? Why? Has three more matches than Miro has had all year. Why wasn't the House of Black anywhere on this show? I don't get it. I mean, you need a solid foundation of fucking people, and the solid foundation of people that he needs on the show are not on the show. Look at this. Look, Mr. Uh, the, the cake says AR Fox deserves this better than Miro. AR Fox than, is better than Miro? Better than everyone in, in the House of Black. We need AR Fox on TV, not on Rampage on Dynamite. No, no, we don't. We don't need AR Fox uh, on, on TV over Miro. Get the fuck out of here, man! There's a lot to talk about. We're gonna get into all that. Uh, I want to thank you guys very much for joining us on um, tonight's show, man. AW Dynamite on off the script. Couple of things, man. You got one week. You guys got one week to go get your t-shirts, man. Lucharillas.com. Go get yours today, one week, and then it is gone. You will never be able to get this exclusive OTS merchandise ever again. Lucharillas.com. Type in the search, off the scripts, boom, right there. Go pick yourself one up today. Exclusive limited time merch. At the end of this week, it is gone. So make sure you guys go pick that up for me. I would really, really appreciate that. And Lucharillas have done a fine job at getting that design out to you guys. Lucharillas.com. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We blew up on TikTok so much so that my last Ronda Rousey TikTok got fucking pulled for a community guideline strike because nobody can handle the goddamn truth. I wonder if it was the E themselves or maybe Rhonda herself. I don't know. But there's a bunch of butthurt people out there that can't handle the truth. I'm trying to get that back. Uh, They said the content was restored, but it is not. So, What is the the broken guideline? What happened? What guideline did you not? Uh, I don't know. Apparently, uh, truth is a guideline. I don't know. I mean, what, what... What exactly? I mean, what, what was the guideline? What exactly? They did said it, it was. They, they said it was harassment and cyberbullying. Oh. <laughs> I harassed Ronda Rousey, bro. She harasses us every time she gets on the fucking TV. Man. There you go. I didn't say it. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, we uh, we did uh, over fourteen hundred new followers on TikTok. We did. Uh, Close to 150,000 views in the last two days, man. You guys are crazy. Thank you so much for all your support on TikTok. And follow me all over social media. Links are down below in the description. Super Chats are open. Get them on in. We'll hang out at the end of the show with our cold beverages. Likes, I'm going to need a 1,000 minimum right here on the post show. Memberships, they're always open. Get them on in. Hit that join button. Become a channel member, a.k.a. a VIP right here on OTS. And Jesse, we got a raffle going on. Why don't you explain to everybody what this raffle is and what it's for, and then I will explain what you guys, because we got five of those raffles to give away, bro. 
what everybody in my chat needs to do to get an opportunity to win a new, brand new PlayStation 5. So, if you don't know, we have been holding a raffle for the month of November um, on my channel and all donations in increments of $10 um, and up in increments of 10 gets you a entry into the raffle to win a PlayStation 5 that is coming up this Friday on my Rampage Watch Along. So, we've all done the totals, um, we've done the numbers, we've added it all up, we fixed the wheel. It's good to go. We're spinning that wheel on Friday. But, turns out we've had such generous donations from guys like Steven Vandelli that we are short five entries that were already purchased and paid for and given out to anyone who we deem necessary to um and we have five left so i'm tossing over to jd and he's gonna do with them what he will and someone could very easily win a brand new playstation 5 825 gigabytes this drive this friday so what you guys gotta do i'm i'm giving one away right now I'm giving one away right now. You guys got four opportunities to get yourself a raffle. Nick Williams is getting a raffle ticket. He's automatically involved in the PlayStation 5 raffle. Anybody that donates and super chats $50 or more tonight will get a raffle towards the PlayStation 5 that Jesse's giving away on his channel. So make sure you guys go do that if you want an opportunity. But Nick Williams, he is a big VIP as of late. And he has supported the channel all through the month of November. He's getting a v he's getting a uh, raffle tonight. Uh, so Nick Williams, make sure you guys watch Jesse's channel for the uh, drawing of this PlayStation Five. But anybody that donates fifty dollars via super chat, you guys get a raffle right here for Jesse's PlayStation Five. Get him. Anyway, let's get into the show, guys. Um, we are going to start off at the top, which I thought was a great start to Dynamite, hot and heavy. John Moxley made his ring entrance. And Moxley was not in the mood. This was a follow-up to what happened last week with William Regal and Brian Danielson. Mox is out there. He's in Indianapolis, says he grew up 90 miles from here. He said he used to wrestle in Indianapolis and name some landmarks. Mox said that AEW's ring belongs to him. He said there isn't a man who can outwork him or outbleed him or outhustle him, outfight him or outsweat him. He says he's at the top of the food chain. He said he does what he wants and says what he wants. So the AW ring belongs to him. He said nobody in the locker room or within 100 miles has the balls to look him in the eyes and tell him any different. Now, I thought MJF's music was going to hit. And MJF was going to come out and confront John Moxley, especially with what happened with William Regal last week. But it was not MJF. It was Hangman Adam Page. And he stomps his way to the ring and Excalibur was claiming that he was in Indianapolis. He was looking to get cleared, but the doctors did not clear Adam Page yet. But after what we saw tonight, he is all but cleared. And <laughs> what? He's cleared. Yeah, he's definitely cleared. He says he's not sure if he's being cleared, but he definitely is. And Hangman stepped up to Moxley's face and stared at him. And this definitely caught Moxley by surprise. Mox asked, are you sure you want to do this after what happened last time? And then he takes a brief pause and looks Paige in the eyes again and says, 
Do you even remember what happened oh. last time? Oh. That was it. Oh, 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 that, that was it. I mean, that was the fucking uh, fuse that was lit, and that dynamite legitimately went off. Hangman punched him. They brawled at ringside. Officials ran out to separate them. They broke free a few times. Moxley actually slipped off the stage at one point, fell, popped back up, tackled Hangman. They were separated uh, quite a few times here, and uh, this was the way the opening of Dynamite started, and they did a hard cutoff, and then this would actually happen again later in the show, and we'll talk about that when we get to that specific point in the show. But I love this for two reasons, Jesse. Number one, A, this is obviously logical, you know, booking by AEW. This It is wrote con- itself. Yes, it wrote itself. Yes, it, it, there's really nothing more to say outside that. I mean, Hangman got a concussion. He was knocked out. He had a world championship match that he never really finished. He wants revenge on Moxley for knocking him out. That, that It's just, it's a beautiful thing. This is what yep. AEW needs to do or any wrestling promotion needs to do in this situation. Take what happened there, no matter how uh, serious it may have looked, make it into a story. This is great stuff, and I think they're going to put on a banger of a match uh, whenever they get back in the ring. Secondly, I like the way, Jesse, that this led to Moxley being escorted out of the the arena and uh, asked to leave the building because what this did was let MJF do what he did to uh, to, uh, William Regal because John Moxley wasn't there, and then Brian Danielson, who wrestled in the opening match against Dax, he got beat up so badly he was in the trans room. It, It made MJF and the attack on William Regal that much better because of all the things happening with the Blackpool Combat Club, and he's seen that opening to do what he did to Regal. I really like this segment, and I'm excited for another match with Hangman and Moxley. I thought what they did in the past has been great, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, you know, so the ending to the last match was unfortunate. It really was. Um, But, again, this is a natural progression of things. If, if, if Hangman is good to go and come back, and clearly he is, I mean, if you were injured by someone and you came back, you want to go after them no matter what. Still champion, not champion, you don't give a shit. You want them. So Hangman's back, put him in the ring with Mox. It's fantastic. Now, I did think that Mox was going to go away and take a break. Yeah. So I guess that's not necessarily the case just yet. So we shall see. Maybe he wants to clean up this Hangman thing before he takes his break. Maybe he's not taking that break. His wife just got hired and just got put on the road with him. So maybe now he's not taking that break because he take if he takes a break and Renee just got hired, you know, she's gonna be on the road. Maybe he wants to stay on the road. Who yeah, knows? that's a good point. I mean, uh, yeah, she just joined the company not, not too long ago, so you know the, the they need her, and I think she's been a valuable aspect as, aspect and asset to the show. So I, I think I think you may be right. You know, Moxley, Moxley's you know he, he's he's just a hardworking guy. He he is the face of the company. He doesn't want to be away. Even though if he does want to go away, A, it's deserved, and B, I think they'll be able to survive without Moxley for about four or five weeks. It's not that big of a deal to have him, you know, go back and refuel and recharge his batteries. But, you know, th- this is a great start for uh, a feud that doesn't involve a world championship. And it gives yes. Adam Page something serious to do while also keeping him away from MJF right MJF. now, which is also going to be one of those guys that MJF is going to eventually have to encounter. I think this is a great move all around to keep these guys busy and away from MJF. It is, and I, I think the the most important thing here for this feud with Moxley is for um, Hangman to get some get, get some of that heat back. Yeah, um, he's lost a lot of it, a lot of his momentum, and I, I think Moxley can play heel, he can play babyface, he can play tweener. Um, I think Mox can get him um, back where he needs to be. Um, and yeah, I would love to see a Hangman uh, MJF run for the title. 
We got two raffles. Two raffle tickets given away already. We got Nick Williams, number one. We got Tyler B with a $50 bomb. And we got Matt, the PW fan, with a $100 super chat. Oh, my goodness. Matt says, as soon as MJF took out the brass knucks, I knew he was turning on William Regal. I think this was a way to get him off TV, and I can see TK giving him the keys to Ring of Honor. I don't know. I don't know what his contract status is. Meltzer says, you know, that there are talks internally about bringing Regal back in WWE. Then he goes back on that and says that he's got three years. Who knows? Who knows what's going on? But um, I, I want William Regal to stay. I think he's a valuable Regal. asset in his own right to AEW, and I think he makes anything that he's a part of better in AEW, no matter where he is, just better. Yeah, I, I don't know what, what Regal's... I mean, obviously, I don't fucking know. I don't know what Regal's personal goals or aspirations are in this business right about now, but a guy like Regal has an infinite amount of value in AEW. Um, and they need him there. They yes. need him there in management. They need him there in creative. They need him there in anything that needs to be done managerial. He, they need him all around. I can't think of any aspect of this business right now that William Regal cannot make AEW better. So if if he would like to stay and if he would like to work backstage or on camera, give the man whatever he fucking wants, whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll elaborate on William Regal a little bit. I got a little bit to say about William Regal when we get to that segment, um, because I think him not being there hurts the product. And, and and all I will say is this: before we get into the next part, what is William Regal going to do if he goes back to Triple H? Is he going to work on NXT? I mean, I, I think NXT NXT is dead. Him. Who no, wants to go? Who him. wants to go down? I mean, Shawn Michaels probably don't even want to fucking be there. No. I mean, the show sucks. And what right. is he going to do? Go to the main roster and do what? We're going to get a, a new commissioner, a new GM. And, you know, yeah. I, I could see that for William Regal, but he's been there, done that. I mean, not, they don't need him. They, they, they don't need him there. You know, they, they don't need they, any GMs are just a, a, a just an outdated concept. Yeah. William, if, if William Regal really wants to make a difference, he's going to stay in AEW. Yeah, if, if if they if they really want an on-screen GM, they have Shawn Michaels. They even have Matt Bloom. I will put Matt Bloom in that spot. Yeah, I mean, they don't need. I mean, the, the the NXT product is nowhere near what it was concepted to be back when Dusty helped get it off the ground and everything else. You know, with Regal, I mean, Regal again has a place in this business anywhere on the planet, but he would be much more highly valued in AEW than WWE. I mean, the only reason I could see William William Regal going back to WWE is because his son is in NXT. That's it. But I mean, yeah. I mean, he, I mean. If he loves Triple H, as everybody, you know, if they are so close, right? Him and, him and Triple H. I mean, he, he, Charlie Dempsey's going to be fine. He'll be fine. You know? But we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later because I, I do have new, some news and some articles on William Regal and the contract status and the confusion that was uh, this week with him uh, possibly going back to the WWE. We got Dax Harwood and Brian oh, Daniels. Quick question. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you. Um, Matt, the PW fan, he gave 100 Yes. Um, are you giving him two entries or one? Is it for every fifty dollar you know period? Or well, that's a good that's a good question. I mean, I, I I would like more people to get involved. I don't want to take an opportunity away from somebody. So I will say this: if nobody else is going to join in on the fun, and there is not anybody else, we'll give Matt two two uh, raffles. Okay. All right. So 
So if you guys yeah, want to so, get uh, in, well, you got the whole stream. If you guys want to get in on the raffle for Jesse's PS5, you can donate and, and super chat 50 to get involved. But yeah. right now we got Nick Williams, we got Tyler Beaton, we got Matt the P PW fan. Now, if there's nobody else that's going to donate 50, we're going to give Matt two raffles because he donated 100, which is realistically 50 times two. So there you go. There you go. Brian Danielson and Dax Harwood. I was looking forward to this match. I mean, it doesn't really uh, have a story. There is no uh, feud or anything that's going on here. It's just two beast pro wrestlers yep. going out there. Two guys who love pro wrestling, given the time to pro wrestle. Uh, I, sometimes I like a good story. Sometimes I just want to see two fucking guys wrestle. And this is exactly what this was. So first time ever, believe it or not, first time ever that these two guys were in the ring together. I, I found that very hard to believe. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That was great. Yeah. So we got one-on-one. One-on-one, yes. One-on-one. So. so we got, I'm going to pick it up right after the commercial break. Uh, Danielson did a tope through the ropes, sent Harwood right into the front row over the barricade in front of the fans. And then uh, Harwood hit a suplex into the crowd on Danielson, and we go to a commercial break. Danielson broke the count. And Harwood stayed on the attack with some strikes and some German suplexes. He uh, went for the top rope, thought otherwise. Series of reversals led to a pile driver on Brian Danielson. Don't know why we're doing pile drivers on Brian Danielson, but here we are. Uh, Dax, I'm not saying is unsafe or anything, but uh, I always clean. get a uh, it looked it looked clean, it looked great. I, I just it's just me. I always get a little queasy when I look at uh, Brian Danielson in a pile driver or a fucking headbutt. Or dropping yeah. him on his head. And we got another $100 Super Chat. Oh. Antonio Munoz Jr. with a $100 Super Chat. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, fellas. Oh, my Ricochet Versantos Escobar. Reminds me of Prince Puma and King Cuerno from Lucha Underground. Can't wait. And Antonio, I would not be surprised at all if Triple H booked that match for that very reason. I love it. Triple H is a man of class, man. And he is booking that match on Friday. I'm very much looking forward to that. And I expect Ricochet to get the one-on-one -on -one match against Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. So Antonio, Matt the PW fan, Tyler B, and Nick Williams. One more. We need one more. And then we have all five slots filled for the PlayStation 5. So thank you guys very much, man. I'm glad. Uh, it, it, first of all, I'm, I'm glad to see people interested in the PlayStation 5. And I'm also sad that people still can't get a PlayStation 5 nowadays. Oh. So this is your opportunity. 
fucking not. And how awesome would it be? You know, there are people who've been farming and grinding and, and donating and helping out the growth of my channel and it's greatly appreciated. But how salty would they be if you won one stinking ticket? Yeah. One ticket and get in and won. There you go. Who knows? Who knows? So we got that perfect looking pile driver by Dax Harwood for a two count. He missed a top rope headbutt a moment later. Danielson hit his signature running knee off the apron to the floor. Harwood went for a superplex, but Danielson crushed him. Anvil elbows, back suplex. Harwood rolled through. Danielson, uh, he was uh, doing the same thing. And then they went for a pinning combination two count. Both men rolled to their knees, started headbutting each other before both started basically no-selling lariats here. Um, and they both started to really get uh, a little wobbly in the legs. Each tried for a big shot and both collapsed simultaneously. Harwood blocked a home run kick there by Brian Danielson. Tried his slingshot powerbomb, but Danielson rolled through into a high kick. Danielson hit his signature kicks, went for the Busaiko knee. Harwood counted into his slingshot powerbomb. Uh, and then into a sharpshooter, they did uh, a bunch of inside cradle counters. And Danielson got in the label lock, and eventually Harwood tapped. And that was basically it. Harwood uh, then faked not shaking Danielson's hand post-match as Danielson was giving him a round of applause and asking the crowd to give him a standing ovation. But uh, he was just kidding, and they ended up showing uh, a mutual sign of respect. Excellent stuff here. I, I, I say this, and I, and I say this in all sincerity. I've been saying this all year, and we got Nick Williams donate. I mean, brother, listen, you don't have to donate $100, man. You already got a fucking ticket. <laughs> Holy shit. Nick Williams with a $100 super chat. Well, wow, that is a very man. generous thing of you, JD and Jesse. Thank you. I was playing Final Fantasy XIV when I heard my name. I look forward to Brian, MJF, and their feud. Yes, brother, we will talk about that a little bit later. But Nick Williams, thank you so much, brother. You... Got yourself a PlayStation 5 raffle ticket. And like I was saying, Jesse, I've been saying this for uh, ba basically all the year. If you don't have Dax Harwood at least in consideration for Pro Wrestler of the Year uh, at the end of the year, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, man. He, he has been fantastic. Yes, I'd like to see FTR on television more in a tag team capacity. And their contracts are actually up in April of 2023, uh, which was revealed today in an interview with SAP, I believe. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen there, but... As long as we get some semblance of them on TV, I'm happy. They should be on TV as a duo, but if Dax is going to continue wrestling like this, bro, against guys like Brian, I don't really give a shit what's going on. Just get him on TV. Yeah, you know what? This, this match had literally no reason to be on whatsoever. No, no. Except, except to help Dax keep building for that wrestler of the year uh, title at the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, it, it, he just he's just going to... Let me pad my stats. Put me in the ring with Brian. You know, put me in the ring. Where, you know, he's going to get out there a couple of more times before the end of the year and get his name out there a little bit more. You know, hats off to him. But, again, all I, all I want is good wrestling, man. There, there, there's, he, you can't give me a whole show full of wrestling with no story, but if you give me one every once in a while, you won't hear me complain. Not with these two guys in the ring. Now, did you, uh, did you get um, wind of what happened there with Dax and the fact that uh, they will be listening to offers? They're evaluating their options because their AEW contract expires in a few months. Uh, they did speak to SAP about this. Their contract ends at the April of 2023, and he said that he's evaluating. Dax said that they, both he and Cash are evaluating 
their options, and they've had a lot of conversations about their future. One particular idea they've talked about is that they could take a year off of wrestling for major companies and just do things that are fun to them. Harwood said that having the opportunity to work more indies in various companies have led them to find out how much they love that landscape. They joined AEW in May of 2020, and they obviously did get released from WWE while Vince and Bruce were running things over there. They never appreciated uh, the revival. And uh, right now, they currently hold the AAA World Tag Team titles, the IWGP Tag Team titles, and the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. Uh, Jesse, what's going to happen with FTR? Do you see them staying? Do you see them doing the indies for a little bit? I mean, anywhere they go, they're going to be a valuable asset, and anybody's going to be lucky to have their services, no question. Yeah, so this is one of those rare instances where um, these guys can stay, and it wouldn't be a terrible move. They could go back to WWE, and it really wouldn't be a terrible move. No. They are in need of tag teams um, to to help the to help the Usos out over there. Uh, Triple H will treat them very well, so um, it would not be a terrible decision to go back to the E. Now, for me, it feels like staying a free agent and traveling the Indies and doing what they want to do for a year. For me, that just sounds like they're just staying in AEW because if they're free agents and they're going to travel around, they're going to wind up on AEW. I don't know how many times over the course of the next year. Yeah. They can't do that in WWE. They can't just float back and forth between Japan and here or wherever they want to go. So if they decide to be free agents, I think that's a win for TK. And that gives him another year to try to get them back on the, on the staff. So, yeah. And, and, and let's be real. I mean, Dax, you know, no matter who he's being interviewed with, and in this case it was Sap, he's not going to really tell you what the fuck he's doing or what he and Cash are going to be doing. I mean, he's just kind of playing up the rumor mill and, the, and people are going to be talking about FTR. And whenever anybody's ever talking about you like that, it's a good thing. People are going to be interested in knowing where they go. But like you said, Jesse, I don't think a move back to WWE is a bad thing now. I mean, they've yeah. added an exponential amount of tag teams in the time that Triple H has taken over. And I feel like they actually would thrive there. Uh, matches against Legato, matches against the New Day, this version of FTR, not the old version of fucking the WWE's revival. Uh, Usos, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn, who may end up winning the tag team titles at WrestleMania if the rumors are correct. Uh, Brawling yeah. Brutes, Imperium. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, a move there would be fucking great. But yeah. do they want to travel? That's the thing. That that rigorous schedule. And yeah, I don't know how banged up they are. I don't know what Dax's knees are doing and how they're yeah. holding up. You know, it's going to be a rigorous time over there. But Jesus fucking Christ, I think they would they would kill it over. There. And Triple H is going to fucking take care of them, no question. Yeah, and a year off. A year off for them, you know, as you mentioned that a year off for them on a as a as far as being a contracted team does give them time to heal. If one is not feeling that great, he can sit at home and 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 mend himself. Yeah. If if one is like, hey, I'm you know doing right, I think I'll take a booking or two. You know, fine, go ahead, stay fresh, go take a booking or two. If both of them feel great, go take a match here or there. But they don't have to travel every fucking week. They can take some bumps and take a few weeks off and heal themselves. So. They could pick either one of those three options and would not be wrong. They would not be wrong. And we don't really know. I know a lot of people have been complaining about the Miros and the and the, the House of Black and, and everybody else that's not being used on TV. Listen, I would love to see FTR more on TV, just like everybody else. But we you know, after the year that we have gotten from them, don't you think that they may be banged up? Don't you think that that if they are banged up, Tony Khan doesn't want to overexert them and overuse them to a point where he can't use them for months and months and months at a time? They may yeah. be hurt. You know, who knows? Yeah. We don't know what's going on. I mean, 
You know, Dax isn't moving like a fucking limber young stallion out there. He, he's he's banged up. And look yeah. at the matches they had with the Briscoes. I mean, look at all the matches that they had this year, basically for those tag team titles. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah that's something. That, that's another thing. I mean, that TK need to be working on is working on whatever executive where he or she may be that is preventing the Briscoes from being signed to AEW. It's fucking ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The people that they had and they have on the show, but the Briscoes can't. No, come on, man. Stop. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. No. They're, uh, they're, listen, the Briscoes are doing some of the best work of any tag team this year. They've, they, 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 I, I actually had the pleasure of calling most of their tag team matches in House of Glory this year as tag team champions. They, they're, they're fucking fantastic. Me and Solomon's there. And they just wrestled the uh, United Empire. They wrestled the Aussie Open at the last show. Fucking great match. So I don't know why. I mean, if, if FTR is going to be taking a little hiatus, I don't know who the fuck Tony Khan's got to talk to, but there's no better team to replace a missing FTR on your roster than with the Briscoes. I mean, no. no these, the fuck these you guys wanna, why do you want to pigeonhole them to Ring of Honor? They've, they've worked their asses off, you know, on the indies their whole career. They've made a huge name for themselves for a team that's never been on a, on a major promotion in the States. And AEW is their opportunity to become known in more households. And they're being held back for something that was done a long time ago, apologized for, moved on for, never done again. It needs to stop, man. It needs to stop. I'm trying to find the... Situation here with FTR. Um, the Briscoes are under contract to Ring of Honor. Tony Khan said long-term contract. I think there are some other developmental wrestlers, but really the key, probably the biggest names that are exclusively signed to Ring of Honor are the Briscoes. So if the Briscoes are signed to ROH and the TV deal that TK is looking for will presumably be with Warner Media. Why can't we have them on AEW? Khan did not clarify whether this meant the Briscoes would be appearing on AEW programming as well. It was reported earlier in the year that the Warner Brothers Discovery uh, upper uh, bigwig suits and ties were very weary of AEW signing Jay and Mark Briscoe due to past homophobic remarks Jay had made years ago, 13 years ago to be exact, as if nobody can fucking change over 13 years. It's unclear if this signing means Warner Brothers Media has softened its stance on the Briscoes. I know Tony Khan mentioned something along the lines uh, uh, past this interview, a little bit more recent. Um, I, I believe he did say, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, that he has tried to get the Briscoes on AWTV, but Warner won't have it, and he needs to keep them happy, bro, because the negotiations are going to be beginning next year for AEW and their programming on Warner Media. So you don't want to fucking ruffle the uh, hand that uh, or the bird's nest. You don't want to bite the hand that feeds you there by doing something that they don't agree with. So he may have tried, but there's nothing he can do. No, I agree. I agree. If if if, this, if it's a no, it's a no. I'm not saying you know jump over or go over their heads, but I mean again, ask again. You know, tell them, hey, you know, this is money right here. The fans want these guys. You know, these are money feuds. These are money matches. You know, yeah, that shit is old. This. Sh it's not just that it's old. It's not that, oh, because it's old, forget about it. They have apologized. They have grown. They have matured. These are family men. They don't act like that. They don't say those things anymore. They apologize for it. 
it's time to forgive and move on. Do, do you realize that Austin Theory got called out in the speaking out movement and he was blasted in that whole campaign that went viral on social media when it happened? And people seem to have fucking forgotten about that. Obviously, Velveteen Dream was in that and a bunch of other guys. Uh, I don't know who else uh, was involved in that, but Austin Theory was one of the bigger names on the WWE roster, now anyway, then he wasn't, but now that was listed in that uh, that campaign. And he's the United States champion, and he's one of the biggest breakout guys on WWE television this year, and he's in the top spot. So if he can overcome that, and he's on TV in the top spot, I mean, look at the shit Matt Riddle's been through. Oh, God. Look at the shit Matt Riddle's been through, and he's been on WWE TV all year, never missed a fucking thing. They seem to sweep it under the rug, all the fucking court dates and the sexual allegations and all that shit with Candy Cartwright. And, and, and mm-hmm. the Briscoes can't make it back to fucking television after 13 years? The fuck yeah. are we doing here? Yeah, it, I mean, come on, man. I mean, I'm what not was saying... Mike, bro, what was Mike... You, you, you probably know better than me, bro. What was Mike Tyson framed for? What, what, what was his fucking crimes back in the day? Uh, he wasn't framed for anything, man. I mean, whatever. You know what I he mean. Was, what was, what was he, he convicted of? Mike, Mike Tyson served time. Served time for aggravated sexual assault. And it's not like it's an accusation. He was uh, he was accused, he was convicted, and he served time for aggravated sexual battery. And he's welcomed on TV. Welcomed. Three different times? Three different times they brought in Iron Mike Tyson. And then Matt, the PW fan, said that J.D. McDonough was even called out. And J.D. McDonough is on NXT television every fucking week. He had a world championship match a few times with Braun Bray. What the fuck are we doing here, bro? I have now, I want to make it clear. I have no problem having Mike Tyson on television. I mean, what he did, what he did was done a long time ago. And flat out, you know, if you ask me, and I think this is the fact, I don't think he's ever apologized for it. I don't think he really has to because he served his time. Yeah. He, he, he was convicted. He served his time. And he has not gotten in trouble for that same thing again. He's moved on from it. He's become a better person. He, he, is, he is well accepted these days anywhere he goes. But yet, the Briscoes can't get... I mean, it, come on, man. Now, I'm not, saying that the, I'm not saying that they would, but... You, th- you think Triple H would give a fuck about bringing in the Briscoes? He would have them instantly. You kidding me? Man, I, 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 don't, I don't get it, man. I don't fucking get it. I mean, it's it, it's the society we live in today, man. I mean, some people we forgive, some we don't. Some we like, some we don't. I mean, there's nothing legally that's stopping Warner Media from allowing the Briscoes on TV. It's just someone's personal preference. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. The Briscoes are not even famous enough for anyone to even know about something that they did 10 years ago. I mean, they're not signing Kanye West right about now in 2022. <laughs> I mean, that is the most toxic fucking public figure on the planet right now. Nobody wants to fucking touch him. That oh. I would understand. But we're not talking about somebody that nuclear, man. It's, these are fucking pro wrestlers who said something on social media a long time ago, apologized for it, and have been very, very, very good at what they've been doing ever since. End it. Donald Stop Trump it. is in the WWE Hall of Fame. Just let to let that sink. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. There you go. I mean, give me a break. Jesus Christ. Let an insurrection against the country. <laughs> what the fuck, man? 
He literally I tried mean, to overturn the government. He, listen, I, I don't. I mean, I, I'm not a political <laughs> guy. I don't really give a shit who did what, what who said what. But I mean, what, whatever, man. It is what it is. What's the standards, people? Just keep them on the same level. I mean, be. I mean, come on, man. What? Shivani interviewed Ricky Starks. He said he's entering himself in the battle royale. The Dynamite Diamond Ring and said he's going to make a judgment call right now. He said he will win it because he's coming for MJF, his title, his ring, and his spot. He says he is absolute Ricky Starks for a reason. I don't know, man. I'm, I like your idea of Brian being in that. I could see him winning that battle royal. Um, but if nothing else, if nothing else, it makes it a lot less predictable and more interesting. Yeah. So even if Starks does go on and win, if Brian's in it, I'm going to look at it and say fucking Brian's going to win it. Yeah. But we'll see. It should be an interesting battle Royal. Uh, I know AEW had a graphic of uh, a few people I've seen Dalton Castle in there. A couple of, uh, usual, uh, usual suspects there on, uh, on AEW television going to be in this thing. I don't know how many men, maybe 20 men, I'm not a big fan of battle Royals, but. It is what it is. Anybody that gets the opportunity to wrestle MJF, they're not beating MJF. So I think we are pretty confident in that. Uh, MJF's going to be a champion for a very long time. Renee Paquette. Um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, so before we go any further, um, Nick Williams, is he getting a second entry for the... No. Okay. So, so, so we still have one more left. We have one so. more entry. One more entry left for the PlayStation 5 that's being given away on Jesse's channel. Anybody that donates $50 or more via Super Chat is going to be entered into this thing. If not, by the end of the night, uh, I am going to give uh, Matt, the PW fan, two entries because he was the first one to donate $100. All right, oh. All right. Renee Paquette interviewed Jake Hager, Daniel Garcia, Angela Parker, Matt Menard on one side, and then Wheeler Yuta and Claudio Castagnoli on the right side. On the other side, Menard, he threw out some insults to uh, the Blackpool Combat Club, and Renee called for some decorum here, and they were very rowdy. Renee asked Claudio about facing Chris Jericho at the Ring of Honor pay-per-view, which, by the way, is on December 10th at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Because it's the same day, because NXT are a bunch of petty pricks. They're running deadline at the same, or on the same day, at 8 p.m. that night. Ring of Honor, death, uh, not that before the summer, final battle will be taking place at 4 p.m. on December 10th. I'm not watching either one of those, man. I'm, I don't that know. I, I, I have, uh, <laughs> I have uh, uh, drinks planned with a uh, very good friend of mine. And his wife. So uh, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I may not even fucking cover it, to be honest with you. I'm not watching either one. Man. I made plans for that night anyway. There you go. I don't know. I don't know. I'll make a, It's going to be an executive decision if I cover the show. So Claudio's talking about Chris Jericho. Hager says he loves his new hat. They're really, they're really egging this fucking hat deal on with uh, Jake Hager. This, uh, this fucking bucket hat that he's got. And... I loved how he duplicated this hat. He pushed, pulled out another hat. He pulled out a second hat. He threw it at Claudio. He says, I know deep down you're a sports entertainer. And when you join the Jericho Appreciation Society, we're going to be a tag team together again. I love that, man. Imagine Hager and Claudio being a fucking tag team, force the team together, man. I think that'd be great. Bring in Dutch. Yeah. Bring in, uh, the, what's his name? Dutch Mantel. There you go. <laughs> He said he came to AEW, Claudio, to prove that he's the best wrestler in the world. None of these shenanigans, Claudio stormed out and said he was going to beat Jericho for the Ring of Honor title. Wheeler Yuta started yelling back at the JAS. 
Garcia says he'd like to team with Hager against some pro wrestling dorks. He said he's glad he made the choice to join the Blackpool Combat Club. Yuta says we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get this tag team match and whip his ass. And then at final battle, I want a shot at Garcia's ROH pure title. Garcia agreed. Now, I have no problem with that. I mean, the first match that they had uh, at the last pay-per-view when, uh, when that match did play, take place for the title was fantastic. So uh, I'm all for it happening again. But do we, I, I don't see Jericho losing against Claudio, bro. Claudio may actually lose this match and join the JAS. I think this is their way of continuing the storyline when I think every, everybody's been pretty exhausted about it. If there was someone to put the title on to get it off of Jericho to run with it in ROH, it would Claudio be is not a bad choice. No. So I'm not sure what. I mean, I'm not sure how far they needed Jericho to carry this title and who they want him to drop it to. But if they're looking for people, Claudio is a very fine choice. So be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, Jericho's done a fantastic job with that title. Uh, I just feel like if there is a TV deal imminent and we are going to get a, a Ring of Honor show on somewhere Warner, I think Jericho being the face of that company to uh, set the tone like he did for AEW is probably the right choice. So uh, that's just my opinion there. But it should be a great match. I mean, uh, it's going to be a banger of a match and one hell of a main event on December 10th. Samoa Joe. He went one-on-one with AR Fox. TNT title match. This was an open challenge. AR Fox is the newest AEW signee, uh, courtesy of Tony Khan. And I know a lot of people were complaining, like Jesse alluded to in the beginning of the show, that AR Fox is on TV, but we're missing Malachi, Buddy, Brody King, Miro. Who else are we missing? I mean, holy fucking shit. We got Ari Davari on this show, but AR Fox, yeah. uh, Jesse, gets a, t- uh, a TNT title match in his first official day as being all elite. I don't know why. Yeah, I've been watching them on. Um, oh, let's let's uh, handle that bomb. We have uh, a ninety nine ninety nine super chat, and that is the last raffle ticket to go to Chris Michael Harris. Holy shit! Love the show, gents. Just dropping in to show gratitude for the hard work you're putting in. All the best. Oh my goodness, we got our five raffle tickets, and one of you motherfuckers. I'm going to win a brand new PlayStation 5 disc version. You guys, cool. you guys may actually get a chance to play the new Kalisto protocol that I'm very interested in coming out on Friday. Should it's be great. To be good. I mean, I yes. mean a lot about it. Yes, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be uh like uh, very dead space dead space-ish. Is you that, guys are into dead space. What is it? Is that FPS? It is a third-person shooter and third it person. takes place on uh an alien planet. And there's uh, zombies and creatures and all that other shit. Scary. It's like a horror, horror game, jump scares, all that type of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we all got right. um, Samoa Joe and AR Fox. And like I said, a lot of people were complaining about okay. uh, all, all those other people not being on TV. Jess, you get. So, so I've been watching AR Fox on Dark. He's, you know, he's very good. Been, he's been there. Fantastic. Um, he's good at what he does. I mean, there's, there's, there's work to be done there, but I mean, He's good in the ring. Um, here's the problem. No one gives a shit. No one knows this guy. No one gives a shit about him. Why is he on TV in a title match with Joe? We don't care enough about him. You've not made us care. 
enough about him to want to see him on TV as opposed to the people we are not getting on TV. So that's why he's getting the hate that he's getting. You know, it, it, it's nothing against him personally. I mean, he was fine for what he saw, for what we saw of him, but we're not invested in him. We want to see the guy who already, you know, got invested in, you know, where's the House of Black? You know, where's Miro? I'm sorry, but if it's it, Miro's becoming a, 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 a sore issue with a lot of the fans. So if he's unavailable or injured or not around, then you should make that public. I mean, otherwise, people are really growing to be a little bit upset as to why they're not getting him. This is one of the major criticisms about uh, about Tony Khan and the way he handles business sometimes. I mean, I, I get that he loves pro wrestling. I get that he wants to make everybody happy. He's catering to the core audience that he has. But when you do that, you start deviating away from what you really need to do. And what you really need to do is put the people on television that are going to take your brand to the next level. There's no fucking reason why Miro should not... How, how long has it been, bro? What is it, six months now? Is he hurt? I don't is think he, he's hurt. Is he busy? Is he, is doing he busy? Movie? Is he filming a movie? We don't fucking know. Where's Miro? You brought the House of Black back last week, and they miss a week of television already. Why was there no continuation to what they did and why they are back? Why aren't they in the ring cutting a promo? What are you waiting for? Why are yeah. we seeing Arya Davari on fucking television? Why can't we give a match to Buddy Matthews on television? Why can't we give a match to Brody King on television? Why are these people missing from television? And why is AR Fox getting a championship match in his first night? I don't give a fuck if it's an open this or an open that. You want people to care about somebody like AR Fox... He needs to start winning matches. He needs to showcase why he's there, why he's all elite, what made him all elite. You can't give somebody a fucking match night one against Joe for the championship. It's not going to fare well for him. Who the fuck's going to cheer for him to win the championship over Samoa Joe? Nobody. They set this guy up for fucking death on night one. Now he goes back and does what? Goes back to dark? This is the shit that pisses me off about the show, and then people want to say I'm fucking negative. I love the fucking show. I want to see them do the things that are right. I get that you got two hours of television, but in no fucking wrestling company ever should Black be off television or Miro miss six months of television. Miro, Miro returned back in June. Yes, he wrestled that, he wrestled that four-way match, didn't he? He wrestled, he, he wrestled Johnny Elite. Remember that? Yes. <laughs> July, August, September, October, November. We're going on December. Five months. Five. Now, I get he's got a great fucking beautiful wife to go home to, but I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, you don't think that man wants to get back in the ring? I saw a Twitter picture of his wife today. She was laying in bed. I'm sure naked. she was. All the way naked. Sure she so, was. Kind of see why he doesn't want to leave the house, but at the same time, man. We'd like to see him on television. You gotta see him the on The fuck TV. you paying him for? What the hell, man? Anyway, this did not fare well for AR Fox. He got his ass. He looked great. Don't get me wrong, but he got his ass kicked for most of the match. Made a little bit of a comeback and then lost to Samoa Joe. Fox did a handspring in. Zaguri sent Joe to the outside. He went for a dive. Joe sidestepped him. Joe thought he outsmarted Fox, but he landed on his feet. And he hit Joe with a pump kick. They go back inside. Joe immediately took control with some strikes, knocked him down, hit a big running senton. Joe controlled most of this match, and Fox came out of the corner with a comeback with a leaping DDT. Fox hit a low cutter 
And then a top rope 450, which looked absolutely beautiful. He went back up top again. Joe sidestepped a somersault dive and launched Fox with a pounce into the ropes. And then he puts him on the top rope. Muscle buster, one, two, three. And that was basically it. I mean, AR Fox is all elite. You want to present him in the right way. And you throw him out there. And 95% of the match is Samoa Joe getting offense on AR Fox. How is that a good showing for AR Fox? I mean, in what he did, he looked good. But anybody that's watching that, a casual viewer watching that, even the, ca- even the fucking AEW casuals that are watching that, now, the hardcores that are watching that, they're going to look at A.R. Fox, Jesse, and think one thing and one thing only. This guy's a loser. Yeah. No one's invested into him yet. We, we've, you told us nothing about him. You just throw him out there and put him out there and said, here's A.R. Fox. And we've all said, okay, who's this guy? You know, why do we care about him? Yeah. Tell us. Make us care about him. You just threw him out there and no one gives a shit. Wardlow. He showed up on the screen. Joe held a microphone after the match. I said this is a new glorious era because I'm the one true king of television because he he holds the TNT title and then he owns the Ring of Honor television title. Warlow appeared on the big screen and said, King of TV is almost as good as the last nickname he came up with for our tag team, Warjo. So he rolled his eyes, thought it was lame. He said he hopes Joe enjoys the TNT title reign while he can because he's coming back for it. He said, it's Wardlow's world. Joe was angry, held up both titles, and and that was it. So, Joe, he turned heel, right? He won the championship. And did he really really give us a reason why he had a change in his attitude, Jesse? Or am I missing something here? Did Joe give us an explanation as to why he had this change of heart on, on, on Wardlow? Did not. He did not. So it's in my notes here. Did not. So what am I? What am I? TK. What am I watching here, bro? I'm watching. I love Samoa Joe. I mean, I, I don't know if you if you don't like Samoa Joe. I don't know what the fuck your problem is. I'm interested in a Wardlow and, and Samoa Joe match, and I'd like for Wardlow to be a little bit more prominent on the fucking television show. That's another guy. At least he was on TV tonight. That needs to be built around for this show to get to the next level. That's the guy we want to see, but. If Joe has not explained why he has this change of attitude, the fuck are we doing here? I still is- don't know why this is happening. I just want an explanation. No clue. No, no clue. No clue, man. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little too hard on AEW. I, I, listen, man, I just want the simple things. Why is that so difficult to fucking answer? The one thing, listen, I'm not a creative, I'm a creative guy, I don't, I don't write for a fucking wrestling company, but I know this much, if you're writing a fucking television show and you want me to give a fuck about what the fuck I'm watching, you need to answer this simple question in the creative meeting. Why? Why is this match happening? Why are the fans going to care? Why is this match being made? Goes a long way. I guess nobody's asking, TK, bro, Why? 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 Simple. Ridiculous. Powerhouse Hobbs, he's walking the streets of Oakland. Hobbs narrated and says he walks up and down the streets that he's been bullied and beaten up in his younger age, but this made him tougher. He walked past some guys, shot them looks, backed off, and he says he's taking what belongs to him. 
I thought this was produced great. I thought this was, uh, I thought the, the, the guys, the, the, the uh, hooligans that they had playing, uh, you know, I guess some gambling game, dice. They were playing some dice in the streets and gambling in the streets for some money. I thought what they did was great. I mean, this this came off. What I'm trying to say is this came off very genuine, Jesse. I really liked the feel of this, the look of this, and I'm excited to see where Will Hobbs goes with this because he needs a backstory. We need a reason to care. So you take the why I just mentioned. We're applying it to Will Hobbs, and now we're on the right track. I, I'm very excited to see where this goes. I am too. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm all about Hobbs, man. I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with him. But at the same time, I, I, I kind of want them to hurry up and just do something with him. Yeah. So let's, so let, let, let's see. Let's see. I mean, I don't want them to, you know, push too hard or too fast at the same time. So I'd rather just for Hobbs, I'm willing to be patient because I know there's a, there's, there's some progression that needs to be made. So yeah. I'm, I can be patient with Hobbs. And we got the biggest thing that happened on the entire show coming up next. We got William Regal. William Regal's out there. He makes his way out to the ring. We see this big podium that's basically covered with this huge cloth. And he's standing in there, and he introduces MJF. So MJF, and William Regal came out to uh, a very uh, sinister theme music uh, to kind of play up his villain role on television now. Crowd was booing him, and Regal took the microphone. Music stops. Boos in Indianapolis. Regal then introduced MJF as Maxwell Jacob Friedman, and he comes out with the AEW Championship belt. Cheers for MJF as he walked out because everybody loves MJF. He's a badass. MJF hugged Regal and then told the Hillbilly fans to shut up. He says he was about to explain how he and Regal came to be aligned and the fans immediately chanted, shut the fuck up. MJF said, uh, how uncouth of the fans in Indianapolis. MJF said Regal sent him an email after the firm attacked him before the pay-per-view. He read it to the crowd. Regal says he became weak, but he could help him become the greatest villain of all time. He said to win the AW world title, he must not grab the diamond ring. He must grab the brass one. MJF said that after that email, they met many times behind closed doors. He called William Regal a genius. He says he listened to his advice. He says he didn't want him to just beat Mox, but leave him with an emotional scar so he could remember the day he was outsmarted by MJF. He then talked about the firm. He said people want to know what he's going to do about them. He said, you know, I kind of respect the firm. He says they sensed weakness in him. They smelled blood and attacked. He said even if he harbored resentment, does he seem like the type of person to chase someone down? <laughs> MJF, man. Anyway, he said that he would take effort, and effort is for poor people like the fans in Indianapolis. I'm above that. He said when he became, when he became the AEW champion, he vowed to make change. Out with the old, in with the new. He says he wants to gag when he looks at the current AEW World Championship. He says it desperately needs an upgrade. He says it's tacky and lacks class. And to make matters worse, it reminds me of all the people who held it before me. He says they were all talented, but none of them were on his level. He said that is specifically why that version of the title is garbage. And he threw it over the top rope onto the fucking floor on the outside. He disgraced the AEW Championship and everybody that's held the title before him. 
So he had Regal unveil a new championship. It was similar to what he was previously wearing, but a little bit more glammed up as the title strap was Burberry-esque. It was the same color and design of his signature scarf. Jesse, what'd you think of that title, bro? I thought it was fucking beautiful looking. Love it. I was a little worried when they debuted a new title yeah, because I'm like, dude, the company has been in existence for a little over three years. And you're already going to redesign the world title? I mean, you're going to, I mean, come on. Give it time to marinate. Nope, nope. The design of the title is intact. This is MJF's custom title. He's the first one with a custom AEW title, world world title. I love it. It's fantastic. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people are going to say, oh, it sucks. It's lame. Why would you do that? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I, I don't know where you guys have been in the annals of pro wrestling history. But this all goes in line with everybody that MJF has compared himself to. The Rock had his own title. Stone Cold had his own title. John Cena had his own title. These are generational talents, bro. MJF is just following the lineage of generational talents. He's got his own fucking championship belt. And additionally, it's going to make him a bigger prick than he already is because he's carrying around a title that is specifically tailored to him, and he's disgraced the old championship. What is there not to like about this? At least his title holds the essence of the AEW yes. design. Yes. I mean, Austin's title was a goddamn smoking skull. I mean, that the was Rock's that was title. a sick, that was a fucking sexy title, though, bro. <laughs> yeah. The, the the Rock's title was a Brahma Bull. Although that title never got to materialize on TV. I never I didn't like that. That should have that should have made it to John TV. Cena had his silly spinner belt. They gave Edge a spinner oh. title with his logo in the middle, which was fucking lame. The most right. hated title in wrestling history, the spinner belt. Yeah. It, it was hated so much the title was healed. Like if you get that title, I mean people hated you for it. Yeah. The title got over it was so bad, you know. But this one is the same designer of the company title. It's just made for MJF. And then I like it. Shivani said this was one of the worst things he'd ever seen and said MJF has disgraced the AEW championship. Shivani was pissed. (laughs) He called, uh, MJF called this the Big Burberry Belt, Triple B, he's calling it. He took digs at fake tough guys like Eddie Kingston. And this is what we're going to get into this again because Jesse and I legitimately talked about this last week. He took digs at fake tough guys like Eddie Kingston, fans chanted Eddie, he said they can chant his name all they want. He will never be a world champion. He called Starks a fake tough guy. Also, he said he's a fake star. He said Danielson is a fake wrestler and the most mid of the mids. No offense, but in comparison to me, Brian Danielson couldn't wrestle his way out of a paper bag. He looked at Regal, who was uh, very uh, upset at that comment because he loves Brian. Some people just cannot be helped. Regal looked very uncomfortable there. MJF says he has a message for everyone on his show and in his locker room and on his roster. He says as long as he's in the company, they will never know if what it, what it is to feel on top. He says he will remain champion until the bidding war of 2024. He says he will use the belt, which he called Triple B, as a bargaining chip to get the biggest money contract in the history of the business He says he will make more money in a day than anybody in Indianapolis, any of the worthless hicks that will uh, dwell in Indianapolis in their entire lives. He says he's praying to God 
that the right con antes up, and I'm not talking about Tony, but I'm talking about my boy, jolly old St. Nick, and my other boy, Trips. I mean, I'll talk about that in a second. Dude, we got a lot to talk about. He approached Regal and says he's not even sure if a wrestling company wins the bidding war. He's getting sick and tired of looking at all these grotesque wrestling fans every week. So maybe Hollywood wins, and it's not AEW, and it's not WWE. He then says that the fans were over the moon when he won the title. Some fans were over the moon when he won the title. He said that's fantastic, but he has a feeling that their happiness will soon turn to resentment. He says they are fickle fans, and soon they will say he's boring, and he just talks and never wrestles and constantly makes his opponents jump through hoops to get a title shot against him. He said they will keep tuning in to see someone take Triple B off of him. He said Triple B will be defended very rarely. He said he will wrestle very rarely because he's a special attraction. (laughs) Roman Reigns. He said in order for the disgusting pores to see him defend his title nine times out of ten times, they'll have to reach into their pockets and spend some of what little money they have and buy a pay-per-view in hopes of seeing someone dethrone him for Uh, Big B or Triple B, he said he'll make the reigns of Hulk Hogan, JBL, and Jeff Jarrett seem short and sweet. He said his reign will make Bruno San Martino roll in his shitty little grave. And he said he is the now, he he is the world champion. We are living in the MJF era and the reign of terror has just begun. So we got more shut the fuck up chance. We got boring chance. He said without him and the breast knuckles, as he looks over to William Regal, he was uh, wearing at, at, uh, at full gear. None of this was possible. He said everyone respects him because he has given his blood, sweat, and tears for this business for 40 years. He said that's why he wanted to say from the bottom of his heart, and at this point, he hit Regal in the back of the head and knocked him out. He hits the floor face down. Shivani actually called him Stephen Regal. And they tried to make this uh, leg- as legit as possible. They didn't call him William. They called him Stephen. Uh, Shivani said Regal had neck surgery and brain bleeds. MJF kneeled down and told Regal, it's funny that Regal told him he has a lot to learn, yet Regal was the one who made a deal with the devil. He said the game has changed and MJF hires top talents and world-class athletes. So when you're one of them, send me your stuff. That was word for word a play on Regal's email to him. And MJF left through the crowd. Danielson ran out with one shoe because he was in the trainer's room attended to, uh, attending to him because he had that match with Dax. Uh, they put Regal in a neck brace. They put him on a gurney, rolled him out, and they even uh, escorted him in an ambulance, Jesse, out of the building. Everything about this was fucking fantastic. I wish the, I wish the crowd was a little hotter than what we got in Indianapolis, but the wording and the verbiage of MJF, man, Fucking fantastic. The new title belt, fantastic. Uh, We even got a glimpse into what the major storyline is going to be. He's taking this belt into 2024. He even gave us a glimpse of who he will be wrestling during this reign. Yeah, he told told us. He basically told told him. We talked about it last week. Brian Danielson's going to be one of them. Eddie Kingston's going to be one of them. MJF threw you you a little fucking uh, Easter eggs there. Uh, This was fantastic. Everything about this was great. Yeah, I I highly doubt if he mentioned anyone that he is not going to be feuding with in this, you know, in the near future. Yeah. You know, he gave us Starks, you know, he gave us, you know, Eddie. And I think the, the, the I think the head of that list is going to be Brian. Um, 
they already have heat now. Yeah, uh, Brian has a legit reason to wanna to wanna kill him, and it's already a heated feud before it even gets off the ground. Right now, Brian is more concerned about Regal's uh, health, so he's riding in the, in the ambulance. He's gonna be with him at the hospital and everything else. And then when he shows back up and gets in MJF's face, you know he has a purpose. He's pissed off and he's focused. And there's no way that MJF can handle a pissed off and focused Brian Danielson. So there's no way he can beat him. So let's find out how he's going to beat him because he's not losing. Yeah. I mean, I, I take my money with, with a Brian Danielson and an MJF feud. I think that's going to be fucking fantastic. Um, Brian, you know, he's been documented and saying he doesn't want to win a world championship. He doesn't really want that role. Uh, he wants to wind down his career. His uh, days as a full-time wrestler are coming to an end after his contract with AEW. He's basically going to be uh, very, very picky with where he wrestles. Um, that doesn't mean he's going back to WWE. He may stay with AEW and, and mold talent and teach talent and train talent. We don't know what's uh, coming with that. But, you know, him, bro, getting back to that serious level and getting a, a big push for something like this to help solidify MJF, who is the future of the fucking business, that's the type of role that Brian wants. He's done that with everybody before this, and he's going to do it even more so with MJF. So that's picture perfect right there. You cannot get go wrong with this feud going into revolution. So that's number one. Number two, like I mentioned before, we got MJF back to being a heel. You know, he's been yelling a lot. He's been, the, first we've seen the yelling and then the baby face shit that he was doing. It wasn't resonating. I don't mind when MJF wants to get animated like Ric Flair. But I love the way he handled himself. He spoke calm with a calm demeanor. He was pr uh, he was a prick here and there. He let everybody kind of digest what he was saying. I like this nice, subtle, you know, upfront approach that he had tonight. He didn't he didn't yell. He didn't do too much. He gave you the right amount to MJF tonight, and I really appreciated that. The belt was a nice touch. The teases about who he's going to work with. The attack on William Regal, which theoretically writes him off television. We don't know what's going to happen there. Is this meaning the Blackpool Combat Club is going to be finished? Does this mean William Regal is going to be off television? Is he done with AEW? Is he going to come back as a sympathetic figure and be in Brian's corner? I mean, there's a lot to digest here. There's so much to like about this segment. There is. There is. I mean, and I think, um, I think they just, I think what they probably did was plant the seeds for MJ, uh, MJF's, um, Big, big match situation coming up down the road at a pay-per-view. Um, he laid out for us his path of getting there. You know, Ricky Starks, you know, like I said, you know, Eddie Kingston, you know, all this stuff. They'll, those guys will all get their chance, and they will all fall. And I think Brian's going to be the first real credible threat with the ability and the, and, the, and, the, and the reasoning for wanting to kill MJF. So that match at a pay-per-view is going to tear the goddamn house down. Yeah. I cannot wait. And the most important thing is AEW has already solidified and planted seeds for 2024 that this will be the biggest storyline in company history. They are going to take MJF into that bidding war, and he will theoretically leave the company, quote-unquote, with the world championship. And we don't know what's going to happen there, who he will be involved with, who's going to come back and maybe take the title away from him and save the belt 
save the the most important piece of hardware in AEW? I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's already mega interesting to me, which is a great start. But like I told you guys in the past before, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm not having MJF go out on television and mention Nick Khan, not having him go on TV and mention Triple H. He didn't say Triple H, but he said Trips. Yeah, we all know who that is. If I'm Tony Khan, Jesse, I'm not sending MJF to go out there and mention those guys' names if he is not locked down solid with a contract because that would be that would be fucking ridiculous. Tony Khan's recently on record saying how he doesn't want to do business with WWE anymore because they have not been. They treated him um, like shit. Yeah, I mean they have they the the. It has not been a two-way street. It's been a one-way street, so he doesn't want to deal with them. So that being said, um, I'm actually not sure why he would go out there and let them mention WWE like this. I mean, they, they don't play well with others, and he's tired of it, and he doesn't like it. So I'm not sure why he would have them go out and mention them like this, to be honest. man. The only reason why I would uh, have him go out there and say it is because, A, it adds to the storyline, but he would need to be signed. I, I'm not having somebody that's not signed to a long-term deal, and that is coming up with a contract in 2024, going out on my television show and mentioning the people that he theoretically go, wants to go and work for. I mean, that's just, that's silly. Yeah. Why, why would you do that? Yeah, MJF is, MJF wants to, he wants to pretend and he wants to play it off like he's not signed. If I was a betting man, I'd say that MJF is signed well past 2024. He probably is. If, if I had to guess at it, I would say he is, you know. Will CM Punk come back and save the company? He can come back and ruin the company <laughs> again. <laughs> Who will be the guy? I don't know. Uh, so. I don't know. It may it may not even be anybody on the current roster. We don't know, but we are in for a ride. And MJF says this is the reign of terror, bro. It's anything but a reign of terror. I love it. Yeah. Ricky Starks, Aria Davari. Starks wins in 30 seconds with a Rochambeau, but Miro can't make TV. And the House of Black were not on the show. Garbage. I love Ricky Starks, but this was trash. Shivani interviewed Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Rebel backstage. Baker commented on the Steelers beating the Colts in an NFL game. Cheap heat. Hayter told Shivani to have a sit-down chat with her next week instead of Soraya. Shivani agreed to interview Baker and insisted it will happen because Soraya has a sit-down interview with Renee Paquette on Rampage that nobody will be watching. We did. Why do we keep doing this? I don't know. Why do we keep sitting Renee down with Britt Baker and then with Soraya and then back with Britt Baker and then Soraya? Then we have a match. Now we got to sit down with Soraya. Now we got to sit. We've done this. I don't know. Listen, I get that Soraya, a uh, sit down with Soraya is something that they want to do. I mean, it's her first match to probably ask her about how she felt, how she's feeling, what it felt like, and all that's this other fine. nonsense. That's fine. But give me a different fucking approach. We've done this sit down shit. The plan. Scheduled sit down with Renee and Soraya and Britt Baker have been done. Yes. The feud is over. If the feud is not over, fine. If the match coming up, okay, I guess so. But they can't give us the same fucking build, more sit downs with Renee. You got to come about it a different way, man. Give Soraya a live mic with the crowd. Do something. We've done this already. I'm already bored with the Soraya and Britt Baker shit now. All right, so this is a question that I need to pose uh, about Soraya. She, I, I thought she did great at the pay-per-view for five years being away. I thought she handled herself well. We praised her and Britt uh, pretty heavily on the review. Now, in Soraya's uh, AEW run, Jesse, 
clearly she's going to be wrestling at these pay-per-views. I don't know if she's going to be wrestling on TV. I think that would be a waste of her talent, and we don't want to risk any further injury by putting her in a match with uh, fucking Willow Nightingale or Anna Jay or these, uh, these other fucking nobodies on TV. But what value is she going to bring to AEW? How is she going to make that division better if she's only going to be wrestling four times a year? Tony Khan needs to fill in the gap. Like, he signed her to big money. How is she going to make a difference in the division if she's only wrestling at major pay-per-views and how many of these women are worthy of even being in that spotlight with her to really make a difference? I have a lot of questions here. You know, I I don't think she can... I don't, I don't think she has the ability to change the division. Um, I, I think she has the ability to get another chance at um, in-ring work for herself. You know, I, I don't think she's any longer in a position to to advance the division. I think she's in a position to come along for the ride to help with the division that the other women are, are you know, bringing along. Um, you know, she can help along the way, but carry it. She's she's not she's she's not that wrestler anymore, at least not right now, fresh off of, you know, this hiatus of hers. Um, she has a lot to add and and she can and she will. But lead the division, that's that's not her spot. That's not her job. And she's not in the position to do that right now. And, you know, that's still Britt Baker's gig for right now. It's going to be interesting. I, I don't know. I, I'm not seeing it yet. I, I, I want her to be a difference maker. I want her to really live up to the amount of money she's going to be making and the fanfare that she got when she came in. But right now, I'm not seeing it. She, she's not making the division better by she's not making the division better by sitting down with Renee Pocket every other week. No, not, it's not happening. No. Willow Nightingale, Anna Jay. She was with Tay Mello. Uh, crowd was uh, pretty much behind Willow Nightingale in this thing. Anna Jay, listen, I can sit in and tell you all day, Anna Jay is one of the most beautiful women I've ever looked at, bro. But Jesus fucking Christ, she is not that good, bro. Jack Perry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. We love Jack Perry here. But Anna Jay, there's just something about, I mean, I don't know what, what, what why, 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 uh, why, bro? Why? Why? She's, so, here's the thing with Anna Jay. She's, she's okay if I had to slaughter somewhere, she'd be, you know, in the in the mid card division, you know, for you know, for the women. Um, as she's being used now as a as a valet, you know, occasional wrestler here and there. You know, top of the card competing for a title is not her deal. Um the thing about her is that she is not, she's she stopped improving in the ring. You know, from where she started to where she is now, she has gotten better, but it appears that that progress has halted. And it seems like she's reached her ceiling. I'm not saying that she can't get better. I'm just saying it looks like the progression has stopped as of now. I don't know if she is not working as hard. I don't know if she's working her ass off and just can't get any better. I don't know. All I'm saying is that it does not appear that she is improving anymore. So that being said, I mean, she's in a she's in a, she's in a fine spot for what she can bring to the table on the card. Um, she's normally in a faction. You know, I, I think she should have stayed in dark order. Looks like they're breaking up Dark Order completely. I don't know, but she's in a faction. Um, she, she's doing character work here and there. That's fine. She's not competing for titles. She's not, you know, in main events. That's fine. Um, she can be in the same boat with, with Tay and the Bunny and everyone else, you know, right around, floating around that mid-card division for the women. Yeah, there's just nothing there that's jumping out at me as far as, like you said, progression. Like I, Like, honestly, I feel like she's gotten worse. 
in just in just what I've seen. Like it's not it's not a good look. And then she cringes for the camera and she does this posing in front of the camera. I like I, why? Yeah. Like why is she out there? And she's not a very believable heel either. She needs to no. go back to being the big. Her place. offense is not impactful. I I don't know what we're doing with this division. I really don't. Like where is Serena Deeb? Uh, where uh, is Sheeta? I don't. Where know. is I, listen? I take Rio every day of the week over this shit. Why? She she does on dark hanging out with fucking the lights of Maki. Where Eo is and Athena? Where is Athena? Athena is also on dark working her heel gimmick, which I heard is very good. It's doing doing good. Her, dude, Athena is fucking hilarious on dark. Her gimmick is she's gonna fucking she's gonna fucking stiff you. Her gimmick is she's gonna fucking. Beat the shit out of you on purpose. She's gonna fucking. I mean, it's. I'm gonna throw potatoes at your face. That's her gimmick. I'm gonna fucking stiff you in the match. It's 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 kind of hilarious. It started off as a mistake, but now it's carried on into her gimmick at this point. So, but she's on dark consistently with the same gimmick. Um, so is Sheeta. I I don't know why they're not on TV. I don't know why Deeb is not on TV at all. Deeb is not even on Dark anymore. I don't know where Serena Deeb is. You have Athena. You have Athena in this company, who was one of the best things to come out of the NXT Women's Division, and she's being hidden on fucking YouTube. That's probably going to be set up for Mercedes Martinez for fucking final battle. That's what we think of Athena. Yeah, I mean, she showed up on Dark too late. Uh, somewhat recently. I wouldn't know. I don't watch. Yeah, I don't. Anyway, know. Nightingale got out of a Queen Slayer chokehold, knocked Mellow off the apron, flattened uh, Anna Jay with a uh, sit-out power bomb, doctor bomb for the win. One, two, three, and that was it. Mellow was helping Anna Jay off her feet. Ruby Soho's music hit. She was looking at the aisleway, waiting for it to come down the aisle, and uh, she showed up from behind and attacked Tay Mellow. If you guys remember, uh, Tay broke. And Sammy did broke uh, Ruby Soho's nose a few a few months back. Melo tried to get the hell out of there, but Soho hit destination unknown on the ramp, and that was basically it. So Ruby Soho was back. Are we going to get Ruby Soho featured on television because she's another one who seems to be very over with the crowd when she's on TV? Or is she going to be withering away on dark now that she's back with a brand new nose? If you have Ruby Soho back. And you're in desperate need of competition for Jade. Why isn't Ruby Soho in a match with Jade Cargill? Well, I don't want to see that again. Well, it needs to be revisited because Jade needs to drop that title, man. Which we will get into here. We have a Jade Cargill championship celebration, bro. What is she celebrating? Championship celebration. Now, I have to ask everybody that's watching this this shit. Uh, uh, hi, hi, Women's Locker. How, how you doing over there, man? You, you, you doing great? Can hi, I Brittany. get you a drink in the venue? What do you want? Hi, Brittany. Uh, hi, Britt. How you doing? Um, what, what, what exactly are we celebrating here? You know, I'll did tell she, you, I'll did tell she you what I was... she her a title back? She got her title back. Okay, great. That's, uh, I guess that makes sense. But uh, she was always the women's champion. Nope, okay. nope, nope. Nyla was the women's champion. I have video proof. She had the title. And what exactly are we celebrating? I'll tell you what I'm celebrating. Number one, I had a great cold beverage during the show. Number two, I was celebrating, Jesse, that I actually came, and I even have proof. Here. Ew. 
I Ew, can't man. Shut up. Get your mind out of the gutter. Jesus bro, I Christ. Found, I found a pack of guys, Duracell am, batteries, JD bro. JD has finally come. Did you guys hear that? He, I mean, I'm... I'm ha- Get your mind out of the gutter, bro. Uh, listen, I, I was celebrating the fact that I had two AA batteries in my desk over here, bro. Enough to put into my TV remote control because it was dying. I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to change the channel, man. So when I changed the batteries out for these new Duracell AA's, I was uh, I was giving myself a fucking rounding uh, standing ovation, man. <laughs> because nobody wants to watch this terrible fucking programming. Oh, what are we God. celebrating here? Garbage? Oh, my God, man. Um, Bro, I, listen. I, Let's get into it. First of all, Jay looked great, okay? Her her, her, her outfit was uh, two thumbs up, all right? Number one. Number two, Jade walked out with her baddies, and she was wearing this bikini with an image of $100 bills on her chest and her ass and everywhere in between. Confetti dropped from the ceiling. Jade Cargill said she wanted to address something to set the record straight. She decides who the baddies are and who's in the baddies. So she said she took the trash out last week in uh, Kiara Hogan, right? And then she wanted to know why Red Velvet and Layla Gray were hanging out with her since she's been kicked out. To stand next to me is a blessing, so either you two get in line or you can step. She says they are eating off of her. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> they are eating off of her. Eating her. <laughs> eating her. And uh, everyone in the company is eating off of her as well. AEW is eating off of Jade Cargill. She said she's the brightest star AEW has. She said if you stand next to her or anybody in the back, uh, if you stand next to her, uh, any regular person who says she is the star, that's what they would say. Uh, she said nobody has her aura. So you can tell me what we're going to do about that. I put <laughs> I put asses in the seats. Oh, man. I'd love to see a replay of that Nyla Rose match where everybody was rushing to the fucking concession stands. You put asses in the seats. Give me a fucking break. Holy shit. Everybody would rather go buy a $13 uh, box of Cracker Jacks than go watch Jake Cargill wrestle. I put asses in the seats. She said she's the real deal. And nothing but real. She said she creates careers. <laughs> what? Oh, man, this is comedy hour over here, man. This is fucking great. She said little Bow Wow is a total joke. Bow Wow then all of a sudden showed up on the big screen and congratulated her on her little win. He said he's done with talk and he has a lot of time on his hands. So he has an idea. That's it. So what is this? What is this idea, Joe? What is little Bow Wow's idea? Bow Wow versus Jade. First of all, where would you rank Bow Wow on uh, on the list of uh, notable rappers in today's society, bro? I'm gonna say at the bottom of the barrel with that uh, eye look you give. Okay, there you go. There you go. So number one, AEW has hired a very bottom of the barrel, uh, out of his prime. Was he even? Was he ever in his prime? No. For 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 if you put if you put my kids' lives on the line, put a gun to their heads, and told me all I had to do to save them was name one bow wow song. 
I'm <laughs> fucked, man. I, oh, I, man. That's pretty bad. I, I, man. So I, I, I have to genuinely, I have to genuinely ask, in all sincerity, who cares? How does anybody in AEW think this is going to generate interest? Because she, she crashed a party that Bow Wow. First of all, we're, we're dealing with, you know, you, you talk about D-list celebrity. This is like a Z-list celebrity, number one. I'm probably a fu- I probably uh, uh, can do uh, whatever he's going to do on AEW television better than Bow Wow. Uh, number two, how, how do you expect this audience and this hardcore audience to fucking give a shit about this? Number three, Jed Cargill's title reign is such a failure right now, and we're out of ideas that we have to feud with a Z-list rapper. Now, is he going to wrestle Jade Cargill? Is he going to actually wrestle Jade Cargill? Or is he bringing in somebody that is going to wrestle Jade Cargill on his behalf? This is what I'm confused about. Is, 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 is Bow Wow unaware that he's trying to hit on a woman whose husband will come and knock his head off with a baseball bat? Yes. Former Atlanta Brave. Former Dodger, I believe, and Boston Red Sox, right? Brandon Phillips. Cincinnati Red. Cincinnati Red, yes. What are we doing here? Fantastic second baseman, one of the best ever. What are we doing here? Now, now, one of the narratives I've seen online during this segment, because uh, Jade Cargill was wearing uh, printed money and Bow Wow was mentioning something about money or whatever, uh, I've seen a lot of people, Jesse, claiming that this is going to be what leads to the introduction of Mercedes Varnado on television for AEW. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm a... <laughs> I'm going to call my boy Snoop. I don't know, man. Right? I'm going to call my boy Snoop, who's going to call his cousin, and he's going to get her to not go to WWE, to come over here, to stick up for me, and be... What is wrong with you people? First of all, first of all, I I don't know why anybody would be pushing for that. If you are a fan of Sasha Banks... Why would you want her in a fucking match with Jade Cargill? Sasha Banks is already a Hall of Famer, but she's not a fucking miracle worker. She's not Jesus Christ. For her to bring Jade Cargill to a great match, she may have to summon all of the fucking souls of the Women's Hall of Fame to fucking get a good match out of Jade Cargill. Are you fucking serious? That's the best she got from Mercedes upon coming into AEW. Dude, if I'm bringing in, if I'm bringing in Mercedes, dude, I'm going to the money match. I'm going with Marina Shafir right away. Bro. No. No. <laughs> man, they're letting you have it, man. They're letting you have it in the venue. Come on, man. The fuck is wrong with you, bro? What? Bro, bro listen, people. Mercedes. I'm not saying it can't happen, but who the fuck knows what that woman's up to? But as far as I know, she's still listed internally on the WWE roster. And right now, the holdup is money. Now, can we see Mercedes Money or Mercedes Monet in, in, in AEW? Sure, we can. But you think Tony Khan's going to break out the fucking bankroll for uh, Sasha Banks? And that's the best idea? It's not the first woman I'm putting Sasha Banks in the ring with. Marina fucking Shafir, kidding me? Right, right. I mean, no. What? Not Marina Shafir? Bro, every time you mention, bro, the, the crowd is getting rowdy here, bro. Did you see? So, did you see the um the fan the fan video of Sasha walking through the parking garage in Virginia? 
to go to Raw? Uh, I saw Sasha Banks wrestling her dog on on Instagram. A fan, a fan caught her going into uh, the arena in Norfolk. She was carrying a watermelon. She was with R-Truth and Tamina. She was carrying a watermelon? Uh, you can't make this shit up. Is this, are you trolling me right now? No, no, no. I'm, 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 I've just sent it to you. I just that means I got to reach over to my phone and look at Sasha Banks holding a watermelon. She's walking in. She's walking into the arena. She's carrying her luggage and a watermelon. She's walking right in front of our truth and Tamita. Fans How long said, ago? Bro, I can't. I can't. This is age restricted com- uh, content you're sending me, bro. What are you sending me? Age restricted? No, yeah. no, that's the first one. No, that's Lana. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't. That's, that's just Lana naked. Don't look at that oh, one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't want to see that. <laughs> Not. <laughs> She's butt naked. Yeah, when was this? Uh, the date, November 28th. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to put her in the ring against Jade Cargill, right? She's carrying watermelons as of this week. This week? Isn't she? There she is, bro. She's walking in with our truth and Tamina into the arena. Sasha Banks is not going to AW, folks. She's, She's already not. backstage in WWE. She's not going to AEW. Now, now the question is, in all seriousness, what is this leading to for Jade Cargill and the TBS title? Who Ooh. takes this TBS title off of Jade Cargill? I'm waiting for Statlander, man. You're still waiting for Statlander? Yeah, if it's not going to be Jamie Hayter and it's not going to be Ruby, I guess. I mean, but I'm waiting I'm waiting for Statlander then. I mean, because uh, clearly it's not going to be Serena Deeb. I don't know what they're doing with Deeb. I'm just going to wait for Statlander, man. <laughs> I'm still reading this shit, man. She she puts asses in seats and she creates careers. <laughs> True story. Oh, man. Listen, man, I didn't know Jake Cargill was a fucking comedian, man. Where's she going to Dolph Ziggler's comedy classes, man? Holy shit. Oh, man. That's, fuck, that's some funny shit, man. Someone wrote that for her, man. Someone actually wrote that down for her. I don't know who wrote that down for her, but Jesus, fuck, take the fucking goddamn pen away from the man. Oh, they, they need to be Bruce Pritchard, bro. Oh, Get him out. Jesus, dude. Excalibur plug rampage. Cassidy versus QT Marshall for the All-Atlantic title. Skip. Swerve and, <laughs> Keith, uh, Swerve and Keith Lee speak. Uh, that's all right. Cole Carter versus Darby Allen. Wow, man, I can't wait to watch Rampage, bro. Holy shit. Wow, I'm going to waste my time on Friday night to watch Cole Carter. Hey, hey, maybe we'll give away a PlayStation 5 during that segment. Holy shit, does Tony Khan actively want people not watching his show? He wants them to watch the PlayStation 5 raffle on my channel. Private Party, get this one, get this. Private Party versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Oh, that's Man. your main event on Rampage, folks. Unbelievable. Man, I have to watch it, too. I have to. A backstage promo aired with Billy Gunn and the acclaim. Billy played the role of a drill sergeant here, and they complained about not having a match. Yeah, so did the fans. Yeah, really? They closed by scissoring. They won a match for, against the tag team, and they said they had a match planned with the best tag team in AEW, but Billy Gunn said, you guys are the best tag team in AEW. You're the tag team champions. And then they said, oh, the second best tag team in AEW. Now let's scissor. Lame. Lame. 
give Max Caster a microphone. Let him cut a little rep. Let him tell us what they're going to do on Friday. Put him out there in front of the live crowd. Let them be happy about it, cheer about it, let them scissor, and then let them go to the back. Time well spent. We got the main event here. The elites, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Don Callis, Brandon Cutler, Michael Nakazawa out there. They defeated the trios champions here, the Death Triangle, Pac and Lucha Brothers, to win match three of the best of seven series. The Lucha Brothers are now up two matches to one. Um, this Pardon was a second. Yeah, yeah. Keep this in mind about the AEW title chases and champions. And this has been an, an ongoing occurrence. The the chase for the title for pretty much any title on any level has been interesting. But when they become champion, they fall flat and they get boring. The acclaim is already, already starting to feel not as cool as they were a few weeks ago. Already. It's nothing of concern of yet, but it's already starting to feel like that. What happened to War, though, when he became champion? Fell off. Thunder Rosa, same thing. Tony Storm. Jamie Hayter, how's she doing? She's a new champion. Nothing exciting just yet. We'll see what happens. All these people are as cold as the ice cubes in my fucking refrigerator, bro. Ready to make my old fashions on Thursday. Pretty much. Pretty much, man. Once you become a champion, the, the booking just becomes stale. I don't know why that is, but it's been very consistent in AEW. I, I don't I don't get it. I mean, it, it's it, it's something that is it, it's like an unsolved mystery. Like are, are they just te- are they are they terrible with booking? You know how AEW is doing with with all the names that you just mentioned. It's the same thing in WWE. They can't book baby faces. Yeah, they can't book baby faces in WWE, but they can book a heel fucking great, right? Yep. They, they they book champions pretty well. I mean, look at what Triple H is doing with Gunther or Roman Reigns and Austin Theory. I mean, things are going well there, right? When it's yep. AEW, you know, on the flip side, they can't book fucking champions. No. Once they become champion, man, for some reason, they start to lose their momentum. They, I mean, it just, it, it falls off. It just falls to the wayside. If you're a champion and aid, I'm so concerned about MJF right now. I don't know what to do. I mean, I'm hoping he's the one exception to the rule, but every other champion in this, in this company, once they've become champion, the interest in said champion, it, it completely drops fairly quickly. And it shouldn't be. Remember when the talk of the town was Hook, bro? Right? What happened to Hook? So, I talked about Hook on my on my show not that long ago. Hook has fallen off as far as his popularity and shit, but Hook had nowhere to go but down. There is there's nowhere else to push Hook. You can't push him to the moon. You can't you can't continue to excel him up the ladder. He's way too young and way too green. He got white hot really fast. He got the FTW title. I honestly, I'm in agreement where he's pretty much hit his ceiling for right now. He needs to come back down into training. He needs to get he needs to get reps. He needs to be in training. He should not be pushed just yet. You keep him on TV. You want to keep the moment the momentum going as much as you can. But if you don't change him, he'll get stale doing the same stick. 
So you got to put him on TV less. And then when you, when he is on TV, make it impactful, make it meaningful, make it interesting. I almost, I mean, I'm in agreement with you got to pull back on hook some because we got a lot really fast and there's nothing to do, but be let down at some level. And you don't want that. So to back off his momentum a little bit is cool. Um, then you can always push him back up there in a, in a surprise spot, you know, here and there. He still has his first loss to encounter. Um, I hope his first loss come, comes at a major spot for a major title or something like that. That's a story to go with. But he has to show some flaw at some point. He just can't be undefeated and perfect forever. You know, Hook has to fall a little bit to, to get better. So I'm in agree. Hook is the only thing I'm in agreement with where you got to pull back a little bit because you don't want to shove him too far too fast. Look at the champions in the first half of AEW and look at the champions in the second half of AEW minus MJF because he's just won the championship. We yeah. didn't get that sense in the first half. Look at what they did with the champ. Jericho was a great champion, right? Mm-hmm. The tag team of Adam Page and Kenny Omega, they they took the tag team titles and basically, yeah. you know, gave you the best tag team division in all of pro wrestling that we've seen in many, many, many years. Look at how great they were as tag team champions. Mm-hmm. A- and who was the women's champion at that time? It was uh, was it wasn't Britt, was it? Britt, Britt Baker. Britt I mean, Baker. she didn't have a memorable run as champion, but no. she was not booked as a as a bad champion. She was on TV every fucking week. Oh yeah. So uh, I mean, if you look at the the state of the champions in the first half of AEW and the second half, it is night and day. I don't oh, know. Why, I don't know what went wrong there. Champions are not doing well on AEW TV. None of them. Jericho is holding on to a title trying to bring relevance to it that no one gives a shit about. No one. Joe is holding on to two titles, and no one really knows why. No. You look at the, TN- you look, you look at the TNT title in the early stages of AEW, Brody Lee holding that title, it felt important. Yeah. Cody Rhodes holding the title, it felt important. What, hap- what happened? Don't know. Wardlow was the biggest failure of them all as far as chases the champions. I mean, he was white, scorching, hot coming out of the MJF situation. He's a titleist guy in the back cutting the promo on Samoa Joe right now. It's ridiculous. It's just lame. The women's titles, Tony Storm, they're all they've all fallen flat. The, um, the Lucha Bros tag team title runs. I mean, they're, they're they're attempting to do something with the trios titles and the Lucha Brothers. I mean, that's that's honorable, but right now they're caught up. They, they're literally caught in the best of seven feud with the Bucks and Omega. Yeah. Jurassic Express failed as champions. No one is succeeding as a champion. Um, Mox is a fucking three-time world champion in AEW. I mean, he had a decent run as interim champion, but... He can't hold it for longer than no. five minutes. I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. Anyway, we got the we got this main event. We got we got the elite and, and the death triangle here. This was a different feel. Uh, this third match had a different feel. Very brawl heavy in the beginning, and then it kind of went into what they usually do towards the second half of the match. The hammer, which has been the equalizer in both matches for the death triangle, actually ended up being their downfall in this match because they just went back to the well once too many times. So the Elite wasted no time attacking Death Triangle on the ramp right at the bell, uh, or before the bell, rather. Pac was sent face-first into the entrance uh, ramp, and Omega hit him with a Kotaro Crusher. Uh, Bucks held Pac for a charging Omega V-trigger down the ramp. Pac countered with a super kick. Lucha Brothers took out the Bucks with somersault cutters. All six guys brawled all over the entrance area. Pac hit a moonsault off the stage. 
Bucks hit Penta and Phoenix with dueling power bombs on the edge of the apron. Match finally began, and uh, Rick Knox was immediately taken out with a super kick by Matt Jackson. Penta wiped the elite out with a somersault dive. So this was crazy in the beginning, and then, like I said, uh, a lot of brawling, and then it kind of picked up the pace with what they usually do. Uh, we got a uh, death triangle, hit triple dives, uh, and Penta hit Omega with a fear factor, which looked nasty. Super kick party from Matt led to uh, Northern Light suplexes by him before Pac wiped him out. Omega and Pac fought in the corner, and Pac, by the way, still has a broken nose, still wearing that mask. And um, they fought in the corner before Pac hit a headbutt with his protective mask and an avalanche falcon arrow with Omega taking that one for a two-count. That looked great. Omega was then isolated for the final commercial break of the entire night. Pac hit a snap German. Omega no-sold into a lariat before collapsing. Phoenix and Nick made tags. They went crazy with their offense as Nick hit a Cazadora cutter. He went for a near fall. Phoenix tried a double cross body on the Bucks, who caught him and hit more bang for your buck to get a close near fall off of that. Pack and Penta, they stopped the BTE trigger as Omega fought both of them off until Phoenix flew in with a rolling cutter. Double stomp, fear factor on Nick connected. Lucha Brothers took out Omega and Matt on the outside, and Pack got a two count on Nick after a beautiful looking brain buster. Lucha Brothers held Nick and Omega from making the save as Pac won for the Black Arrow, but he finally jumps off the rope, and it looked like he was taking a little bit too much time here. Matt eventually got the knees up as Pac went for the Black Arrow, knocked him silly, and he got the pin off the knees up and rolled him up one, two, three, and the Elite win the third match. They are now down 2-1, so we now have a series, and we don't get a match next week. The next match we will get is in uh, Texas. Or winter is coming. Omega took the microphone and says, there will not be a sweep. I'm the cleaner. And he said, goodbye, good night, bang. And that's the way that they ended AEW Dynamite. I thought this was a very good match. Not as good as the first two matches, but I appreciate the fact that they they went a little bit different in the opening of this match, and they kind of changed the tide a little bit, changed a little pace. So I thought it was good. Good stuff. Yep. See, this match was nothing like the first two. No. The first match was fantastic. The second match was surprisingly good. Um, the third match is starting to take its toll on me. And if something spectacular does not happen come the fourth match, then the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, and the seventh are going to fucking drag. I would say the seventh is probably going to be fucking exciting because it's the last one. But everything else, it feels like it's starting to drag because it's a best of fucking seven series. Well, I mean, the week off should be should uh, have you uh, at least reset somewhat. Maybe, maybe, maybe we don't know. Uh, listen, I'm enjoying it. Um, is the possibility there for it to get uh, you know a little boring and drag out a little bit? Of course. I mean, it's not it's not it's not a fucking MLB game or an NBA games. You know, it's best of seven series. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you want. <laughs> yeah, There's only so much you could do in a wrestling match. But we know it's going seven because the fucking last show was in L.A. It's in L.A. Could give me a fuck fucking break. I don't care if the fucking elite lost tonight. I still don't give a shit. It was still going seven. Anyway, guys, we appreciate you uh, joining us here tonight for the AW Dynamite post show. We're going to get into the Super Chats in just a little bit, but I want to go over a few things with you. Number one, I want to shout out some big bombs tonight. We got... Tyler B. with a $50 Super Chat. He's in the drawing for Jesse's PS5. Matt, the PW fan, he's got an entry into the PS5 drawing. 
We got Antonio. We got Nick Williams. And we got Chris Michael Harris. Five of you guys are getting an opportunity to win a PS5. So thank you for your generosity tonight. Jesse, when could they watch this raffle unfold? First off, those raffle entries were purchased for you and gifted to you courtesy of our buddy and friend of the channel, Stephen Abaddon loving Van Deli. Yeah. Thank you very kindly, sir. And the drawing of the raffle has been going on for the month of November. And it comes to a conclusion after tonight. This is the last day in November. And this Friday, that's it, bro. Be spinning that wheel, man. We spinning that wheel. We giving away a brand new PlayStation 5 courtesy of another friend of the channel's Osaqui Vasquez. Oh, yeah. So join us on my channel. Um, join me and join us for the raffle spin. Put my, uh, I'll get my name out there in the chat in a second. Just join us and uh, find out if it's you. Find out if it's you, bro. You never know. Trying to see if I got a couple more things to give away on that day. I'm going to surprise some people if I come up with some stuff. But good times, man. Can't wait. There you go. This Friday. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys go check out all the other contents on the channel. Live streams, videos. There was an extra this week. Tons of YouTube shorts. Go check all that stuff out. All on the homepage. And go get your t-shirt, man. Luchorillas.com. The last week, this week. You got until Sunday. And then after that, it's gone. Luchorillas.com. In collaboration with Off The Script, go and get your t-shirts today. Let's get into the Super Chat. Joseph Taylor with an $11 Super Chat and then a $6 Super Chat to start. JD, Jesse, what is the worst match you two have ever seen in WWE? For me, Randy Orton and John Cena, Royal Rumble 2014. Probably anything with Eva Marie or Alicia Fox, bro. I know. It's been quite a few, bro. I mean, can I see just everything 24-7? I mean, I yeah. mean... It could be a lot, man. I bet Tony Brown just had a heart attack seeing what Jade Cargill was wearing, says Joseph Taylor. You know he is, man. He loves his booty meat. Michelle Moran with a $5 Super Chat. MJF was better off on his own. Maybe Regal heads up to Ring of Honor. Adam Page versus Moxley could be entertaining if done right. And TK needs to do better with Darby. Darby will be fine. Darby will be fine. I was, I was thinking that Darby... Darby will be fine. Darby is where he needs to be for right now until he moves up to the upper part of the card. So he's lingering around the mid card right now. He's a fan favorite. Um, His next step of progression will be going up to the main title. Darby's going to get a match with MJF at some point. Yeah. And that's going to be some good shit. The cake with a $2 super chat. I predicted the Burberry title during his entrance. Oh, nice. It's good shit, Cake. Get this guy a shot of uh, whatever he wants then. Yeah, I didn't didn't see it coming. Tony Brown with a six-month VIP membership. Thank you, Tony Brown. Red, oh my God, Velvet, and Sexy Miss Gray. Yes, they are two lovely ladies. Someone wants to eat some red velvet? I see. Who doesn't like cake, bro? Red velvet cake, bro. JP5150 with a $10 super chat. JD, let us all forget about the prior world champions in AEW. Their reigns were all obsolete after MJF won the title. That MJF segment was absolutely fantastic. Hashtag main event player. Hashtag only champ that matters. 
You know it. MJF's going to be a world champion that uh, is going to go down in the history books, man. That reign needs to be on the level of Roman Reigns. Moretz with a six-month membership. Thank you, brother. What are you drinking tonight to celebrate six months in this fine establishment? Tyler B. with 12 months. What are you drinking tonight, brother? Thank you for being a part of the OTS venue. Dom Wapa with a 199. Great show. Amazing MJF Heat. Hashtag OTFNS. OTFNS. That's great. That, thank you, Dom Wapa. Matthew Gomez with a new membership. Matthew, what the fuck are you drinking, bro? Thank you, man. Not today, Jay, with a 499. What if the big star that Bow Wow is talking about is Sasha? I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. He didn't really say anything. He didn't say anything about a big star. He didn't say anything about a big star. He says uh, something about getting to work or whatever the fuck. He's got yeah, a little idea. Start. He's got a little idea. What's the idea? Start, yeah, start I got an idea. Get the fuck off television. Get the fuck off television, man. Tony Khan just allowing anybody, any fucking nobody on television. I don't get it. Uh, Ricardo Linnell with a $5 Super Chat. Santa Claus, please deliver me the best gift of all. Ronda Drowsy and Jade Cargill off of my TV. Hashtag OTS for life. Bro, listen, I have exclusive footage, bro. You know, Ronda Rousey apparently is coming to raid Shadow Legends, bro. You know? You know, Ronda Rousey is also coming to Pokemon Go, bro. Look, look, I I caught her today. This is me, actual in the world today, bro, catching Ronda Rousey. Look, look at that. I, I can't see that. Look at that. Can you, can you see that drowsy? You see drowsy right there, bro? Yeah, look at that. Ronda Drowsy on Pokemon Go, bro. So, this is literally an instance where WWE didn't screw Ronda. Ronda screwed Ronda. Ronda screwed Ronda, yeah. They gave her everything she needed. All she had to do was go out there and pretend to enjoy herself. Pretend that she wanted to be there. She doesn't give a shit. Fans can tell she doesn't give a shit. Her her work shows she doesn't give a shit. So people stop caring. And now she's going to get mad again. Again. <laughs> what an awful performer, bro. How Holy did she shit. go from she was, <laughs> she was good. She was good. How did she, How did she get so bad? <laughs> I promise I had no drinks tonight, man. I promise I had no drinks tonight. Uh, she was perfectly fine up to her match with Becky at WrestleMania. She left and came back and got really bad. I went Ronda at WrestleMania, my little precious. <laughs> Fuck it. Nobody, listen, man. If you want Ronda... And Becky Lynch at WrestleMania, you're absolutely lying to yourself and all your fucking fans, bro. I swear, I swear to God. Give me a break with that shit. You're going to fucking get canceled. Dude. You're already going to get blamed for the <laughs> hashtag trending, man. Bro, Conrad Thompson mentioned me on his podcast with Ric Flair, man. I'm already being blamed for it. Oh, no. What do you say? <laughs> What'd you he do that? notable podcast is like JD from New York said that Ronda Rousey's a cancer to the SmackDown women's locker room. Ric Flair was like... uh 
Well, uh, you know, people really have to look at who's in the ring with Ronda. Who, 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 who was, who was saying what about him, about her? I, I, I give Rick a little half bit of a credit on that. He's right. I mean, it, it, it is a, it is a, a dance with two people. But for what Ronda is making and what Ronda's supposed to be doing, she should have been able to come up with somewhat of a decent match against Shot with with Shotzi. I mean, at this point. If you can't carry one match, one title match at a pay-per-view to something interesting, what are we doing here with you? What are we doing? Ronda is one of our little hobbitses. <laughs> I'm not going to blame Shotzi. She's not the one. She's not the fucking champion oh, trying man. to lead the division. Not Shotzi. Ronda. Yo, can we book Ronda in a loser leaves town match? Next week, I'll never lose. <laughs> <laughs> never lose. <laughs> oh, man. Then you got geeks like Ryan Satin defending her, man. I mean, holy shit, Ryan. Ryan, listen, you're a married man, bro, right? You're a man you want to. Ronda's not going to fuck you, bro, okay? God, if there's anybody I fucking hate more, it's fucking Ryan Satin, man. Holy shit. What a fucking goober he is. My she God. Is she has. She has managed to outperform her name value. Meaning, like, just her being there and being Ronda is not good enough anymore. It's not good enough anymore. I'd love to see Ryan Satin Spotify the unwrapped for 2022, man. That would say a lot about him as a man. Beyond to be honest with you. I'd love to, I'd love to check that shit out. <laughs> Alright, enough of Ronda, man. Fuck this shit. Um Ricardo, thank you so much, bro. Dom Wapo. 199 Jeff. Maybe not amazing, but great main event and MJF. Yes, indeed. Basic with a 499. Jeff Jarrett, 2023 AW. Uh, get him out. Get him out. Jeff Jarrett, 2023 AW champion. I'm putting it out there. Oh. He says, Jesse, please cover Impact. I'll watch you cover that train wreck. I don't know, man. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I, look, you have to tell me about how bad it is or is not. But I'm looking at, I look at um, the number of fans versus the amount of coverage that's out there. And if there's a few fans looking for something more interesting to watch as far as the coverage of Impact, I'm I'm kicking it around. I'm thinking about it for 2023. I'll see. Jesse is thinking about covering it. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Put it like oh, this. Man. Put it like this. No Jesse, listen, dark. bro. Listen, bro. Don't don't torture yourself, man. Seriously, no don't one, don't torture yourself, man. No one, no one watches dark. Nobody watches Impact. It looks like more people watch Impact. Than listen, man. The only thing I really like on Impact, honestly, honestly, Josh Alexander, maybe. Nah. Sammy Callahan is a no no doubt about it. I love Sammy. Sammy's great. I'm I'm think I'm thinking about it. I'm I'm seriously I'm I'm putting some thought behind it. I'm trying to see what I could do with it. What kind of platform I would give it. Um, I'll see. I'll look at it for next year. I'll take a look at it. Chelsea. Maybe the- maybe I, I'm sorry. Maybe I maybe I'll just cover the pay per views. I don't know. Maybe once a month I'll do a month recap of what happened on Impact for the previous month. I'll I'll come up with something. Let me let me think about it. You're a bully raise on uh, Impact, right? Is he? I yeah. think he blocked him. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chelsea with an eight-month membership in the venue. Milestone unlocked. Let's keep it going. Old-fashioned on ice for me. It's the only way they make it. 
Enjoy the week, Lord JD and Sir Jesse OTS for Infinity. Happy belated birthday, Otis. Otis. Happy birthday, brother. Ah, it's, uh, also, Trinity's birthday. Who? Trinity Fatu. Ah, Naomi. Yes. Happy birthday to Naomi. We miss Naomi. Absolutely, man. Tyler B with a $49.99. Thank you, brother. On the phone, on my phone, couldn't add the penny. Don't worry about it, bro. We got you. Yes, Ace Austin is very good, too. Yes, Chris Bay is very good. Yes, Trey Miguel is very good. They got talent over there. Don't get me wrong, but, I mean, the show is not It's not good. I mean, come on. Uh, now. I don't know. Matt, the PW fan with a 100 bomb. Thank you, brother. He says, as soon as MGF took out the brass knucks out of his pocket, I knew he was turning on William Regal. I think this was a way to get him off TV. I could see TK giving him the keys to Ring of Honor. I mean, that would make sense. I don't want Tony Khan booking Ring of Honor weekly. I don't. No, I don't. He doesn't. He, that cannot happen at all. Everything has fallen to the wayside because of ROH right now. Yeah. Zach Smith with a six ninety nine super chat. Much love to you guys. My favorite night of the week. Cleaning school bathrooms and listening to JD and Jesse chat wrestling. Cheers from Canada. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Glad we could keep you busy at work, man. Antonio with a 100. Oh, my. Ricochet for Santos Escobar reminds me of Prince Puma and King Cuerno from Lucha Underground. Can't wait. It's going to be great, bro. Going Ricochet yeah. all the way. It's been a lot of interest as of late. Have you noticed this at all with, with Lucha Underground? I mean, people asking for a return and everything else. Right? I mean, it, it, it was shot. The way it was shot is what I think people really miss. It was so it, 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 it was, was so it good. was very much like a soap opera. Yeah. It was very much like a soap opera. Yeah, they they their backstage shit was absolutely bar none better than anybody. It was so good, yeah. Danny in Oak Park with a two dollar super chat. The MJF Reign of Terror has just begun. It's not a reign of terror, bro. It's a glorious reign of terror. Nick Williams with a one hundred dollar super chat. Thank you again, brother. And you are very welcome for that uh that chance to win the PlayStation 5. Thank you, man. Hey, Watson, with a six-month membership in the venue. What's up, J.D.? I love that promo by MJF. Yo, Jesse, get me a Guinness. Well, get right on that, man. Ben Richardson with a $2 Super Chat. How could MJF do this? What a sick person. I love it. Tommy Brannigan with a $5 Super Chat. J.D. and Jesse, do you think Sting could get a short reign with the AW title and want to wish you both the best holiday season, OTS for life? Tommy, no. No. But no. thank you for wishing me a, a, a fantastic holiday yes. season. We hope you but, have a great holiday too, Tommy. No. Oh. Chris Michael Harris with a 99.99. Thank you, brother. Love the show, gents. You're dropping in to show some gratitude for the hard work you're putting in. All the best. Chris, thank you so much, brother. She cheers and shout out to you. Filthy Slimes with a 4.99. I don't like how WWE made the spinner belt the main championship for years. It looks stupid on other wrestlers outside Cena. I agree. That was a terrible, that was a Vince decision, no doubt about it. Get the rated R belt. Yeah. Those belts are classic right about now. If you're a belt collector, yeah. you get a rated R belt and a U.S. spinner belt, man. You yeah. Killing it. Not today, Jay, with a 499. MJF signed this extension the day he walked out of AEW. I agree. If not then, thereafter. Francisco with the $2 Super Chat. Punk should make his return at a press conference. Imagine that. His UFC return? His UFC return, yeah. There we go. Okay. Phil with the 12-month super chat. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you for being a 12-month VIP. Everything that MJ did tonight was perfect. AR Fox really proved himself tonight. I just don't want him to get lost 
And that main event was great. And Phil with another 999 Super Chat. Jade Cargill continues that the worst segment on television as we weren't celebrating a single thing. I celebrated that the segment was over. OTS for life. P.S. You were right. Much love, guys. Thank you, Phil. We love you, brother. And thank you for the 12 months and the $10 Super Chat. It was so awkward and yeah. quiet and Weird. I will say you want you want a little dose of positivity is in regards to Jade Cargill. All joking aside, I I think she has gotten a lot better as far as carrying herself in a promo. I, I just think her cadence. There's something about her cadence. I don't like the way she like accentuates her words and, and finishes a promo. Like it, sometimes it doesn't sound natural. But she's a lot better than what she was. That's what I'll say. Tonight's promo sounded like everything was important to her, but not to anyone else. Yeah at all yeah like she she felt passionate about what she was saying and i was sitting here looking like we don't give a shit like what are you talking about you get your title back from someone who stole it and you couldn't get it back for a month you look stupid you out there trying to chase your own title like the 24 7 title or something it, it just didn't it didn't feel right no it didn't feel good it didn't feel right it was unenjoyable and it was a little bit awkward so i did not enjoy this segment at all we got a 499 super chat from Isa. We love Isa. Isa. Bow Wow via satellite from 2005 was the last time he was relevant. What the fuck was that promo on a Motorola Razor? That's what it lo- I don't know. We're in tw- you know, Isa makes a point, bro. We're in 2022 and fucking Bow Wow looked like he was on a fucking T-Mobile sidekick. What the fuck is that? I don't know. I don't know what he's doing these days. I know it's not Do you see how I look? Do you see how Jesse looks? Why do we have better quality and sound than Bow Wow, who's worth millions, and AEW, who's run by a multi-millionaire? The fuck are we doing, bro? Why are we working with Bow Wow? Well, WWE has Bad Bunny, so we're going to get Bow Wow. What? Oh. Ridiculous. Miggy Saito with a 125 in Super Chat in his currency, which I don't know what this is. I'm glad that JD found a battery for his remote. Side wrestle with a 199 Super Chat. Who wrestles better, Jade Cargill or Ronda? Um, I will take Dana Brooke. The fifth. I'm going Dana Brooke. She's the hardest worker. You know, she's there, the first one there, and the last one to leave. Now, if you ask me who's better, uh, Jade Cargill or uh, Tamina, nobody's oh greener than Tamina. I'd probably go Tamina Stucker. I don't know, man. <laughs> this just seems like Bro, who really would win in a match? Jade Cargill, Ronda Rousey. Tamina Snuka or Eva Marie, bro. I'll take Ronda, man. She's the worst. Just, is she, she's the worst out of all of them? I thought you said the best. No. The worst? Who's the worst out of all of them? Yeah. Tamina. Nobody's can, nobody's grinning than Tamina. So I can I can do something with Eva Marie. I mean, I I mean, seriously, the 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 heat, the all the other shit, the uh, the the fucking uh, the tongue in cheek shit about how she can't wrestle. I can do something comedically with Eva, Eva Marie. Rhonda, I can do some MMA type grappling rebranding with her. I can't do shit with Tamina. 
She's not interesting on any level whatsoever at all. I can't do anything with me. JD is racist. He hates Alicia Fox. <laughs> what the, what the fuck? I don't, I don't know, man. I'm fucking losing my mind over here. Let me, what kind of music am I playing? Have I got anything good? I got a lot of good shit on here. Hold on. Um, yeah, there is, there is nothing to do with Tamina. I mean, I, I, I can get Rhonda back to uh, year one form. You know, I can do some comedic shit with Eva Marie. Tamina is an absolute waste of a paycheck. I don't know what she's making, but donate that shit to charity, man. Not today, Jay, with a 499. Now that I think about it, forget about my last Super Chat because Sasha plus Naomi are still on the WWE Superstar list on their website. Duh. Duh. <laughs> okay. Thanks, not today, Jay. I appreciate you, bro. Joseph Taylor with a $5 Super Chat. Sasha Banks would have to be Jesus Christ to give Jade Cargill a five-star match. Sasha Banks, we love Mercedes. I don't think Mercedes can bring a fucking two-star match out of fucking Jade Cargill. It has not, not to do with anything Mercedes. No. Captain Solo. Thank you for the five dollars super chat, bro. Which show is worse to you, NXT or Impact? <laughs> why, why are your fans trying to torture us tonight? Oh, man. Clearly, listen, man. NXT sucks, man. NXT is fucking horrendous television, but Did listen. You? I would take that over Impact any day of the week, man. So, I'm going to send this to you. Go ahead. I got to send you this show. And I'm proud to say I'm one of those eight people that watches Impact Weekly, says Captain Solo. Great, man. About eight people weekly, man. That's a lot of people. OTS for life. Thank you, bro. Phil with a 499. AW simply doesn't know how to book babyface champions. The chase is always the great thing. The destination is always the downfall. It's sad. Absolutely, Phil. You nailed it, bro. Is Issa still here? Issa is still here. Issa, I tweeted you something. I need you to take a look. At oh, by the way, by the, now, now uh, she's in the chat. I was going to text her earlier. I got I got stuck with uh, Evil Genius today as he kicked my ass in my fifth day of training. Um, uh, Issa says Nikita Lyons wrestling John Cena on NXT. Uh, listen, man, we love Nikita Lyons. Wait, who sent you that? Uh, Issa. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Issa, that, that... I want to I want to congratulate Issa. I'm very proud of Issa. Issa was uh, at the WWE press conference after Survivor Series, and Triple H called upon her to ask a question. Yes, he did. It's I want to know shit, how to man. get. I want to know how and get how to get involved with this because uh, I have I have a lot of questions for Triple H, man. Seriously, uh, they don't like me, so I probably will never be there. But uh, I'm proud of Issa, man. That was uh, that was great. Okay, that, we uh, get that little tweet she got uh, blew up, which was uh, a nice thing to see. Let Issa's out there representing the OTS family. Yeah. Very proud of Issa. Uh, and yes, we love Nikita Lyons here. Yes, Nikita. So did you get the... Uh, Evil I'm... Genius, I'm putting over my fifth day, bro. Don't worry about it. Did Training with tweet? Dr. Evil Genius in the chat. I'm sore as a fucking... Uh, I... Actually, I feel all right. I'm not that bad. I'll be all right for Friday. Um... Daniel Rodriguez of 499. Idris Inofe trolling Kenny Omega on his Twitter as a possible joke is hilarious. They have fans attacking him. I don't know what the fuck is going on there, bro. And who who knows who Idris Inofe is if you don't watch NXT? Cool. Uh, did you get the tweet? Genius, do you want to get me heat in the chat, bro? Holy shit. I've never seen John Wick before. There you go. I'm not alone. 
Now I'm two, I'm two movies ahead of Jesse, though, so you can't say nothing now. Right? All I need is to watch is the third one. And the rest of the one. second one. I think we got like half an hour left to go. Actually, I'm enjoying, John, I'm enjoying John Wick 2 better than, I, than, I, than John Wick 1. Did you see the tweet I said? What tweet? What tweet? The last one with Nikita. Chi-Town Smart. Facing John Cena. Yes, I saw that. Yes. What the fuck was that? She tried to go for a spinning kick and she, I don't know. She, she her, her knee buckled. Is that what it was? She was going for... There was no one around her to to kick. I don't know. I don't know. What was she doing? She went for a spinning kick. On who? Somebody oh, that was oh, on wait. the apron. On the apron. Okay, okay. All right, all right, cool. Okay, on the apron. All right. Gotcha. Tyler with the 499 Super Chat. I think Sasha and Naomi returned to the Royal Rumble. I can't see Sasha going to AEW because she is signed with the WWE and they froze her contract. I could see that. Not today, Jay, with a 499 Super Chat. My newborn cousin can put on a better match than Ronda Drowsy. <laughs> Filthy Slimes with a 199. The downfall of TNA seriously needs to be studied. That's I don't want to study anything, TNA. Uh, Kelly with a 499 Super Chat. Never mind Ronda Drowsy. Wait till Charlotte Flair comes back to WWE. Can I get a Kevin Dunn talking to Charlotte and Omas? Shout out, LOL, rock on, JD and OTS. You know, the shitty part is that Naomi and Sasha have been gone for a while and the fans are, you know, getting anti and pissy and wanting the show back up. Yeah. I don't see anyone giving a shit about Charlotte not being. No, when she comes back, forget about it, man. It's going to be moaning and groaning all over again. I don't see the word Charlotte. You know, none of that shit. Charlotte's not here. Okay. <laughs> I miss Charlotte Flair. <laughs> And Omos, he got me a nice toothbrush for Christmas last year. <laughs> Justin with a 199, I guess uh, Mercedes was at the Celtics game. Was she? I'm sorry. Who's a Celtics fan here? Mercedes. No, not me. Joseph Taylor with a $5 super chat. Now, uh, how can you be the daughter of Jimmy Superfly Snuka and be awful in the ring? a good question. Awful will be an improvement. Yes. And Captain Solo with a $2 Super Chat, will y'all be playing Sonic Frontier? Yeah, when it goes on sale. I'm not spending $60 on a game that uh, ends in 20 hours. I'll play it when it comes free to the PlayStation Store. There you go. Even better. Guys, that is all we got tonight. I promised Jesse we weren't going to go two hours and 40 minutes, and here we are. But we had fun. Yeah. We had fun. Um, any parting words before I uh, close the venue up, bro? No, man. I'm still looking for people to do DMZ and Spec Ops with because my co-host over here is a lame-ass who is probably somewhere below me because I'm at level 185, I think. I think I'm at this guy. Where you at, bro? 118. But I have an excuse, bro. I've been training with Genius so I could do a pull-up for Jay Cargill. And you still can't Two do a pull-ups. Pull up. Never mind one. Still can't do a pull-up. Hit me up on Twitter if you play Spec Ops or DMZ. I'll add ya. Jesse needs to get his gun, man, but they've patched the chemist. 
I got it already, fool. I told you. Oh, you got it right. Okay. So what do you, you bother me for? I don't fucking want to play DMZ. Oh, man. Anyway, guys, uh, I appreciate it. We had fun tonight. Um, good show. AW was a uh, good show tonight. And we will look forward to uh, Friday night. I'll be back live in the venue for SmackDown. Make sure you guys follow me on social media. At JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys go check out all the content. Tons of shorts. We got an extra live streams. Everything you need to get yourself covered on all the major stories is here. So go check that out on the homepage. Hit that thumbs up. We ne- we didn't get nowhere near a thousand likes. We got eight hundred likes. It's fine. I I I'll forgive you guys. Next uh, next time I'm here though, a thousand likes Friday minimum. Thank you for the super chats. Thank you for the memberships. Thank you for the recommitments. And before I get out of here, man, I need those ace emojis in the chat. I'm going to need those rock on emojis in the chat. I'm going to need those Mustang emojis in the chat. And when you hear that guitar solo come on, I'm going to need that music on max. Guys, I will see you back live on Friday for SmackDown right here on OTS. I'll see you guys later.